Another edition of CSP is here, which, as we all know, stands for Christmas Season Podcast. That's what it's always been, and that's what it'll be in January. Don't nobody double check this. We are sitting here, the three of us, sipping on some eggnog, um, eating some figgy pudding. Two things I've actually, I have never had figgy pudding. I have never had any nog. Do we even get nog in this part of the world, or is that like an American thing? You can get it, but who wants it? What is it? Is it like a boozy, milky thing? It's, it's, yeah. I think it's egg with booze. Oh, because every every depiction I've seen of it on uh, our beloved stories on the television, it looks disgusting. It's I mean, similar it, to like I think there's a drink called a, is it a snowball? That okay. We have in England. That, uh, maybe, no, maybe that's different. You're, uh, you know, you're. you are like a milkshake. US of a. Is she is she a nog and not a nog haver? I've, I've never seen a touch of nog. Never touch. Okay, fair enough. If, if you if if I now I, I I assume you you've both had your share of figgy pudding over the years. I've never had a figgy pudding. No, no, uh, no. I don't believe. Well, let me Google it just to make sure. I may have inadvertently. I don't like figs some. unless they are in a delicious McVitie's figgy, fig roll. Figgy pudding is several medieval Christmas dishes, mm. usually sweet or savory, containing honey, fruit, and nuts. So, a Christmas pudding is a figgy Christmas pudding. Christmas pudding, yeah, yeah. I've probably had a bit of Christmas yeah, pudding. I don't in that particularly case, yes. like that sort of thing. I don't, yeah. I don't uh, like real food. You know, when you have like yeah. fruit and nuts and spice, you're like, mm. No. Yeah, when, when when people say to me, let's pop, let's open up the Christmas trees, I'm like, yeah, the roses and the quality streets and the like <laughs> the heroes. Well, what's this? Yeah. What's this little like fruity dish that sounds like something you'd eat in Skyrim? Did you know what I mean? Oh, it's like this little pastry full of nuts. I'm like, what? No, uh, no, no, past the roses. Thank you. I, I, like I still see some caramel foraged. ones. Has it been foraged from a woodland? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you in a factory and putting a shiny wrapper? Yeah, yes, yeah. I want. To, I give me the Ooh. most like uh, needlessly uh, packaged things <laughs> in the world. I want. I just want loads of waste. This is the consumerist day of the year. All right, give me lots of delectable little sugary treats individually wrapped. Have in you seen the quality have have got rid of the shiny wrappers? They've uh, gone yeah. cheaper for yeah. the environment. So my That's uncle fine. was moaning about that because he was like, oh, <laughs> it's like they've gone bloody well. Like, I bought a tin of quality straight and I was looking, I was like, mm, didn't really fancy them because they're. You know, it's not even paper. a tin anymore, though. It's like a plastic, a tub. plastic tub. Uh, which yeah, I, is it? Isn't it? Oh, is quality straight still a tin? You can't. We well, can get the bigger ones are tins. Okay. The regular ones are plastic. We just have the tins here. They don't. They don't export them. Well, but I, sure. The, the funny thing the, is, like, surely. Tin, surely tin is easier to recycle than plastic. Yeah, I think so. I was reading good. recently about how like plastic recycling is like fake. They just don't. It, most recycling plastic doesn't actually get recycled. Yeah. It just goes in the landfill. Mm. I was like, oh, that's depressing. Yeah. Why do I? Why do I put it in that separate bin then? That's the thing. They got rid of the tin because it's expensive and heavy, and yeah. they want to save money. But then it's like, oh, get rid of the plastic wrappers. Well, yeah, get rid of yeah, maybe they save tin. on logistics cost or something. There's probably everyone, some shitty everyone get a metal tin. Everyone get their own metal tin and you just order whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. You, you go you go to the shop and they just have it in a big like um and you hold it under and it comes out into your tin and you yeah. how yeah. has that actually because because I know I know like sometimes quality street will do like they'll sell individual like they usually like mm. the, the green one and you go and you can buy a how have they not they could definitely sell it at some stupid premium go on our website pick a tin and pick what you want in there you and can give us, do that give us, in, can um, you do that okay that must be John Lewis department stores in, oh. in England you can it's expensive it's like 15 quid premium yeah yeah but you pick exactly it's like pick and mix basically you kind of shovel whatever you want into yeah. the tin 
um, so you can pick whatever you like and get your name on it. Obviously, oh, that is not fair. Anyway, if you uh, if you are an eggnog enjoyer, do let us know in the in the email. This is our last show of the year, by the way, folks. We're taking our our, our regularly scheduled uh, festive break. We'll be back early in January. You know the score yourselves. Yeah. But any 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 Christmas related emails will be read. So if you enjoy the eggnog, do you put it in your cereal like Homer Simpson, um, <laughs> uh, and and have heart palpitations? Uh, uh, do this. It's Barry, it's Paul, it's Joe, the lads are here. We're here, we're sitting under our, 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 our um, pear trees, our partridges are here. We've got five gold rings, we've got them all going. I got no room for gold rings. My, my hand is currently destroyed by plasters oh, no. from that demon animal um, uh, that we took it out. The cat is so lovely and he's so friendly and he loves to pot around the house and he's great. But a thing he does, and uh, we've been reading about it, apparently this is a, a common rescue thing is every animal, cat, dog, bird, whatever, they'll they'll pick it, little bits of food you leave out, right, obviously. But yeah. this thing, because he was, like, abandoned when he was a little bebe, he latches on to any food because he was abandoned. He's like, I, this, this, I have to eat this food. Yeah. And so uh, earlier today, I opened the – actually, just before this, this show, I opened the fridge to get some orange juice, and he leapt into the fridge, which he's done a couple of times. He's like, no, no, don't do that. But right there as he landed in the fridge, there were sausages, and he, oh. and he grabbed onto them, and he starts growling like a dog when you try and take oh, food no. away. And he – you know, when you've had a cat long enough, you know the playful scratches and the, mm. uh, and the actual fuck-off yeah. scratches. Yeah. And I was like, no, give me those. And he ripped the absolute shit out of me trying to pry these these sausages out of his mouth uh, I, like, I know it's i know i know it's i know it's the holiday season and we're all having a little treat we're all having a little figgy pudding and that we've, but all, you had can't, laugh, we've but... all had a laugh mate but no i, I think you've had a bit much because you're going you're going demented here at these sausages so he's um yeah. he's in time out right now <laughs> i mean i do i do the same thing if someone's trying to take sausages from me so Paul has, I've seen Paul, yeah. We've seen, we've seen Paul jump into a fridge, you know. <laughs> After some um, raw sausage. <laughs> raw sausage. Um, but, you know, fair play to him. He, never, he, he, he might not see that sausage again, you know what I mean? He, that could be yeah, the last yeah. time he sees a lovely bit of Clonic Hilti. Yeah, be careful um, now when uh, you're opening the quality street as well. Yes, yeah. I'm actually, I am wondering how Christmas is going to go with this animal uh, between the various streets. And I mean, we I, I had some mates over for, for Christmas drinks there. Uh, uh, last week, and he was uh, pretty well behaved. There was treats, there was there was there was crisps, and he was you know he was having a sniff, um, and there was no incidents. Uh, having now felt his rap, I'm glad he didn't yeah. uh, pounce on 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 an associate uh, who would take me to court or something. Um, yeah. Having obviously never had a cat, but lived with a cat for a few years. Yeah. I'm you know I'm allergic to them, so I I was always in fear of the 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 claws or them needle teeth they have. Yes. Um, so I was always, you know, keep my distance. If he, if he went for the sausages, I would say, well, the cat just owns those now. <laughs> I guess I'm not having any dinner tonight. I kind of wanted to because we because he's done this a couple of times and and uh, uh, Brona got a pretty bad lashing off him there a couple of days ago. She needed plasters, mm. and and then I was like, is there anything to be said for letting him just have one? I just like but it's like no, it was like four sausages and he's a kitten and no, it's human food. No, no, you know, no. you can't. It's, do that, it's so. a slippery slope. Next thing you know, yeah. he he's in the bed. You're sleeping on the floor. Oh, yeah, I, um, I, I want to go on the PlayStation. He's like, I'm playing it. <laughs> you, just, you come home, the locks have been changed. Yeah, he's like, I'm beating God of War. Get out of here. Um, but anyway, it is the festive season. Um, I actually, I'm never. It's never usually the case this late for me. I still have a load to do. I have to get my wrapping. I have to get a, few, a teeny tiny tiny few extra gifts. Yeah. Um, I got to do my bits and bobs. Where, where are you lads on the old Christmas shop uh, schedule? Mm, close to done. You're say. close to done. Yeah, I don't have to buy too much to be honest. So it's just uh, yeah, a couple of bits to, to get, yeah, and then I'm, wrap it all. 
I'm too yeah, far no. in the in in the in, in the other side where I've done all the shopping and all I have to do is wrap. But when you've done the shopping, you get in a mindset of well, it's done, and so the wrapping paper just sits in the corner and the presents just sit unwrapped, and mm. it'll probably be that way until the twenty third, twenty fourth. I think oh, I better do this at some stage. Um, but no, I've I've everything bought, but I I don't, I don't have a ton to buy this year, so got it all done. I went into um, the local shopping centre. Uh, mm. on Friday because I wanted to pick up something for myself. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of what I've done lately with, with the parents is they're just like, I don't know what do you, we'll, we'll get you the socks or whatever. Do you just want to go get yourself something, you know, pick it up for yourself and we'll give you the card or whatever. You know, yeah. they, don't, they don't really care. So what I wanted to get is I wanted to get a Fitbit. Uh, oh, really? Okay. One of the watch gimmicks. Cause I'm I'm obviously not quite to the standard of um, High Chief Emperor of Measuring Steps, Mr. Joe Towner, but I do like going for a long walk, measuring my steps, checking the calories, putting my food into the app and seeing, oh, look, the, the walk has done it. But one thing I can't do is, if, you know, if I'm going for a jog, I have to, like, hold my phone in my hand or in my pocket mm. or something, and, that, like, that just doesn't go. Or if I'm going to play football once a week now on the AstroTurf, it would be nice to have the little thing to measure the exercise that I've done and all that. So went to um, Power City, which is an Irish uh, electronics shop brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst quite selection. A quite a long-standing Very long-standing, Irish, but, but weirdly, uh, I walked into Power City and it felt like it was still 1995 for the selection they had. I mean, they haven't updated their branding. I mean, the name alone, Power City. I just feel like that's like <laughs> Americans or English would look at that on an episode of Father Ted and go, look at these fucking idiots. Yeah. Power City. You know, it's just like appliance town. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have any, you know, smartwatches of any kind. They barely had laptops. It, it was like walking into the Amish community, you know? <laughs> yeah, you go, no, lad, we sell like five meters of scarf cable. Do you want a scarf cable? <laughs> we have quilts. Uh, do, you, do you have a smartwatch? <laughs> what is that, English? Pray tell. <laughs> um, a smartwatch? I tell you what's smart about it. It tells the time. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> we use uh, sundials on our wrists over here. <laughs> um, so, Power City was no good. I went to... Um, What's the one? Uh, Harvey Norman. Ah, yes, a more modern. My God, Harvey Norman. Harvey Norman is a is an Irish Australia branded uh, apl- uh, electronics and housing store. So you can buy a couch there, or you can buy whatever. Yeah, it's like half like fake showroom full of beds, and then the other half is like a Curry's, basically. Yes, like it. Now they had a great selection, but they had all the good ones were gone. So I went yeah. in, and they had the one I wanted in like a mustard yellow. <laughs> I was like, mm, delicious. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, I'll remember that that's here. But I also looked up on Amazon and they had the black one for also like seven euro cheaper. I said, okay, right. Let's see. I'll come back. I'll come back. And then I went to uh, Curry's and uh, I went and they had the thing. They had, you know, the little section. I went over and, you know, Curry's one of those shops where you have to like stand around awkwardly meeting the glance of one of the people who works there or beckon them over, which I yeah. did and i was like yes i'd like to pick one of these uh, this one here specifically uh, and he's like oh they have those behind the counter you have to go ask for them so i i go back and me- <laughs> uh, memorize the name so it's a fitbit <laughs> sense three black whatever serial number to the wi-fi five gigahertz fucking yeah. whatever the fuck so i waddle over to the counter anyway and uh i i Join the queue. I get to the front and I say to the lady because I've you know, remembered. I said, I, "Can I get one of those Fitbits uh, Sense Series Number Three Black 
please. And she turns around and they just have like on the wall hanging like two Fitbits. And she's like, right. which one do you want? And I said, oh, do you, you, know, you have it? And she's like, <laughs> she goes, no, we like, um, what she say? She said, uh, how old is the person you're getting it for? I said, well, it's me. <laughs> oh, we ha- we have some. She points at the bottom, neck behind where the till was. We have some. We have some of the. They do like the same thing. It's like fifteen euro. Oh, <laughs> I said, uh, I might chop around and come back. <laughs> I never returned. <laughs> I love those interactions though, where you you learn how they talk to people who don't know what they're talking about, fobbing yeah. them off with any any old crap. Like I, yes. I don't know what the, I don't know what she was showing you, but there's no way it was as good. I've I've no. told the story before about how I was in a GameStop once, and, and, a, and a confused man went up to the counter asking for the hot new release. This is a PS4 era, and the guy fobbed her off with a used copy of Uncharted Three for the PS3. <sighs> That is the most shameless thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I was like, yeah, oh, that, but that's this is why when we were kids, when the auntie or the granny gives you, you know, instead of Donatello from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, she gives you, uh, here's um, Arthur from Ninja Lizards. I've never heard of Ninja Lizards. Yes, but the man at the store said Ninja Lizards is actually the most popular show. This is not real. <laughs> These don't even eat pizza. <laughs> They're vegans. There's vegan lizards, and 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 he's got he's only got three points of articulation. Donatello has six points of articulation. Granny, I hate you. It's funny, like yeah, and Christmas season, it's just primo. If they if they don't know what they're fucking, just fucking point them at that thing. I want a smartwatch. Look at this blender. Just take him. (laughs) So I I did end up getting on Amazon in the end. It actually won't be here Uh. by Christmas, but I don't anticipate I'm going to be running a 5k uh, in between Jingle All the Way and a big fat help on a turkey. Um, I also did pick myself up. This is a gift from me to me, by the way. The best kind. A little Lego. Oh, piranha piranha plant. Well, that looks like that looks like a solid, a solid day of work. I would say on that one. Yeah. Looking forward to putting that together. Uh, it's, it's an 18 plus one, which means it's for uh, men are allowed to build. It's, it's not for, for children, big granny. Big men, <laughs> big men, not little kids. So um, like, if, if a kid tries to buy that in Smiths, do they go, no, you need ID? Genuinely, it's like difficulty recommendation, I suppose. I'll take one pre-order for GTA 6 and one piranha plant Lego, please. Uh, 40 pence and hedges and uh, <laughs> one piranha plant Lego, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, good haul and some legal fireworks um <laughs> so yes i mean speaking of um the fitbit and the the exercise and all that i was playing um football in the week five aside astroturf nice. and uh rolled my ankle real bad <sighs> oh no and i was i was on the on the turf and then you know are you all right here all right i said this this was relatively early. It's maybe fifteen minutes into the hour, so I, I got up anyway, and I I ran kind of ran it off somewhat, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't actually too bad." Uh, rolled it again. Oh, <laughs> so two two twisted ankles in about ten minutes from each other. The same one twice. The same one twice. Oh, yeah. God. And uh, I got up and played anyway again for the last twenty minutes, and then got home, put some ice on it, put a. I'm, I'm still wearing a, a support on it now, but. Luckily, it was swollen, but there was no like bruising or anything, so it was probably a very minor sprain. But then, then there was a third incident where I one hundred percent fouled this guy. I kicked him in the leg, but the shock of the contact 
went back into my ankle and I went flying into the air again. Oh, you got the, you got the old Anderson Silva broke your leg, <laughs> kicking someone else's leg a little bit. Mm, and then your no. man was like, no, because people were, people thought that I was fouled. They're going, no, he kicked me, he kicked me. And I was on the floor going, no, I kicked him. Um, but yeah it was it was a bad old week for the uh the old ankle um all right well it's for the christmas season please just sit down and just put your feet up and just you know uh, yes yes, that is the plan although i might be playing on wednesday but if i am i'll take it very very easy take it easy just Uh, be be the coach yeah and then the last gift for myself it is um it is aw trading card season again joe the 2023 uh is out I, I might just get myself one little box and try and complete the base yeah. as, I, as I did last year the same it's uh, I'd say the interest has dwindled from year to year no first it was I, like the first year was six I need every give me every box I need every card last year I think I bought two boxes okay this year I'm last year I only bought one last year and I'm going to buy <laughs> one this year you kicked the habit you know yeah, no I like to have so- just the base set and, and finish that off it's fun. Yeah, yeah. It was, I'll, I'll pick one up. Just for, so you, you, do, you, do you get these online or do they have them in like Smiths or? No, I get them online. Just okay. there's, there's, there's some UK based um, card shops that can like sell them. You just get one, one, one little blaster box delivered and hmm. take, take it from there. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely like you. I'm more or less. Out, that, it was really fun. And especially, as I said, going through a hard time was a really fun hobby to get into. But I just I do like to get them, open up a few packs, and try and finish the base set. And if I'm missing one or two, I can pick those up individually for like yeah. ten cents or something. So yeah, I'm off buying AEW merchandise because I have I have three AEW action figures. I bought the Galoob style, the, yeah. the ones that don't move. Um, I bought Cody Rhodes. CM I remember Punk. seeing Cody when I was there. Yeah, oh. <coughs> Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, and uh, well, let's just say I uh, hope Darby Allen does well when he's climbing Mount Everest because the first two, <laughs> first two, not turned out so well. I was just saying, who do we? Yeah, it's just like if so Joe's got a little bit of a uh, like a voodoo doll collection going on there, uh, uh, sticking pins. I have a few. It's I have his, a few. It, it, it's his fault. Cody didn't win the title at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? That was his doing. I have five five action figures. Not not the the bendies or whatever they're called hmm. i have i my, my rule is i only buy the ones that are like cool looking so yeah. I, I don't know anyone who's just mgf in a pair of trunks i have like uh, yeah staying, would... staying in the trench coat orange cassidy oh. with the hand in the pockets functionality in the denim uh penta uh penta darby, darby and i have uh, rainmaker chris jericho or painmaker excuse me Darby and Penta, they must. I mean, those are those are some good looking figures. I wonder that 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 original that first Orange Cassidy they brought out with the pockets. That's the one that I have. Yeah. How how they must have sold so many of those. I got a gift of one. I've given yes. a gift of one of them. Yeah. I, I, I all my friends that that, that don't it's even so good. like myself don't have don't buy figures. They all have them. Like it's I, great. They, that must be one of their their biggest money makers it's one ever. Of the, one of the best wrestling action figures I've ever seen. Yeah, sure. I mean it's it's uh, it's, it's so good. Um. Any other uh, life bits and bobs before we jump into the wrestling news? Not much wrestling news this week, but we'll we'll just uh, um, do a bit of life golf first. Got a got a bit. Um, went out today to a Christmas market that was very local to us, and then in, in Lovely, a park yes. nearby, so that was nice. Had a a Bailey's hot chocolate. Oh. Now that is a proper Christmas. Now egg. we're talking. 
Drinks Remind with, your figgy pudding. Fucking eggs, drinks with eggs in. Fuck, yeah, get fuck yourself that. a nice hot chocolate. Delicious. A little bit of the old Bailey's cream in there. A bit of the old Irish cream mm. in here. Drink, please. It was nice. Um, enjoyed that. And it was quite a nice market. Lots of little crafty bits, you know, mm. keychains and candles and things. Didn't buy mm. anything, but yeah, it was, it was all right. Um, but more excitingly, on, on Friday, uh, went to the theatre. Ooh! Bloody <laughs> time! <laughs> <laughs> the old the old stage the old boards darling um <laughs> yeah, go the, on. the prince prince edward theater soho um, oh yes saw a wonderful presentation of a play called dear england um which is actually about uh southgate, Gareth southgate yeah. and the england team and their oh. kind of cultural transformation of the england team under Gareth oh, southgate okay. Um, and the kind of it, how it's reflecting kind of uh, England. Is Joseph Fiennes still playing? He is, yeah. So originally okay. it was on at the National Theatre in, in London. It's moved to this uh, theatre for a three-month run. I think a final final run mm. before it kind of goes away. And he is Joseph Fiennes, younger brother of uh, Mr. Ray Fiennes. Right. Um, he's playing the role. Um, he's... I, he doesn't do a lot of movies these days. He's more of a bit bit part kind yeah, of guy. He was he's like like English like, patient, wasn't he? Joseph Fiennes. No, that was Ray Fiennes. That was Ray. What was Joseph Fiennes in? <laughs> was he in Harry Potter? No, that was also Ray Fiennes. <laughs> he yeah, Shakespeare in Love. He did. He was in. Um, okay. He, was the, he played Shakespeare in Shakespeare in Love. That was probably his most. Oh yeah. Most yeah, role. yeah. Yeah. Um, he's done kind of lots of bits and pieces, including playing Michael Jackson. Probably controversial. Oh yes. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it was a Sky Sky TV like oh, a short. classy production. So yeah. <laughs> really, Star uh, Tales or something. What was it called? High level stuff. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, so he plays Gareth Southgate, and he is like, it was spooky. Like he was, tr- I we were sat near the back to be fair, but he just looked and sounded so much like him, and he was quite gaunt. I think he's lost a lot of weight to play the role because yeah, yeah. Southgate's quite skinny or quite slim, and um, yeah, he looks so much like him in the hand movement. He was, he was spot on it was perfect and it is it's a very funny raucous kind of play like it is it, it it's a football type of play like it's yeah. not a kind of you know you know usually theater it's a bit boring on it really it's all mm. themes and people go in <laughs> i hate themes <laughs> you know boring this was like funny and a lot of popular kind of music a lot of football associated music in it um and it's really good it kind of tells the story of him taking over from sam allardyce and then him kind of trying to change the culture away from this sort of toxic macho kind Mm. of we always are going to win and then we never do kind of thing and the expectations and trying to transform that and then it talks about kind of yeah the inclusiveness and the diversity of the team in representing sort of uh you know the english culture and people so it's good it was very good i i really really enjoyed it particularly the first half i think the second half was maybe let down a little bit by the fact that england never actually won any of those (laughs) last three tournaments if we had won the world cup last year it would have been the perfect ending but it kind of was like it's a rocky story. It's nothing's, a rocky story. Nothing's changed. Know. It's changed, but in a way, it hasn't yet changed. Because I mean, I, I was going to ask as you as you were describing it there, because obviously, not being a sporty person at all, obviously, but I know obviously England has had like mm. tremendous success in the last. But is it is it, I mean is it is it viewed as well? It's not success because we didn't win, or is it more kind of like well, the, these were tremendous performances anyway, and we got to the semis or the finals or whatever, you know? I think rational people will look at it and go well we've never performed we've never right. had three tournaments in a row right. where we've got progressed to quarterfinals semifinals final like this is 
unparalleled. We should be celebrating this as like, I mean, not a golden age because you really need to win something for it to be a golden age. But it's just any rational person would look at that and go, you've had your best set of results yeah, yeah, ever, yeah. really. Um, but then a lot of people go, oh, with the players we got, we should have fucking won it. You know what I mean? Southgate, he's like a PE teacher. He's fucking <laughs> shit. We should have won the World Cup. <laughs> if we had a proper manager, we'd have fucking won the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is talk sport. So I think there's a, yeah, he's definitely changed it for the better and the culture's a lot better, the pressure and the, it seems like the team enjoy going and playing for the national team rather than it being like a horrible experience. So mm. yeah, it has been successful and, and in an era where, and they also, there's, it goes into a little bit of the political backdrop. So you see some of the, the various, uh, frequently changing cast of prime ministers over the last six years kind of pop up at different points. And it, mm-hmm. it kind of contrasts him as this kind of um, leader, leader. Yeah. A, a kind of standard bearer of this team and a man of integrity and thoughtfulness. who doesn't just come out and say, you know, populist bullshit against all these clowns who have, who have been in government um, showing zero leadership. So that was, that was kind of interesting, but yeah, very, very fun play. And the audience was, very unusual theatre audience. There were lots of kids there, lots of kind of teenagers, a lot with mm. their families and things like that, which I don't think rarely ever seen in this kind of theatre. You know, people getting involved in it. You know, clapping, chanting along, singing the songs, that kind of thing. It was it was really fun. Um, so I enjoyed it. It's only running for another few weeks. So, uh, probably too late if anyone's out there would like to see it. Yeah, it's showing in view cinemas as well. Yeah, I think they do, they have recorded it for a cinema. That's where so I've, I've seen the trailer mm, for. Mm. It. I've always been curious yeah. every time I go to a view and they always put those ads up for a theater. I was like, none, none of, none of the, the actual plays have ever grabbed my attention. I'm like, I, mm. I, I wonder what that, I've never seen a play at a, in, a, in a cinema. Well, know. I mean, not a cinema, but like Hamilton on Disney Plus translate quite well. I still haven't yeah. watched that actually. Yeah. For example. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are good, mm. good examples and they do work. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the, mm. uh, that's the, the mm. life up there. So thumbs up for Dear England. Big thumbs up. Yeah, very good. Lovely stuff. Uh, just quickly on the wrestling news there before we move over to our big feature for the week. Obviously, it, uh, uh, kind of out of nowhere, I was not aware of any rumblings to this effect. Kenny Omega sidelined for, it looks like certainly the good first half of 2024. Uh, with, was it, is it diverticulitis? Is some kind of, uh, yeah. Oh, that's like the, reported, yeah. Uh, obviously, no, uh, as we know from the the many, many uh, uh, stories written about Brock Lesnar's battle with that, obviously that is nothing to to mess with. Uh, yeah, so so seemingly out of nowhere, he, he uh, Kenny shared that he was working through uh, tests and things like that while they were trying to figure out what was up with him, and he is now officially sidelined. Um, oh, which, no, more gold, no more golden jets. <sighs> no more golden jets. I mean, Jericho, poor Jericho. It's Y two AJ all over again. <sighs> you know. Uh, yeah, it's like it's it's yeah, it's weird because it's, it's it's Kenny and it's like this this fixture of AEW, but also it's just kind of like the 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 stuff he was doing at the moment. Obviously, people were not into. I know I certainly wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a controversial week for for them, obviously. I mean, people seemed. I I didn't see Dynamite again this week, but uh, man, all I just saw on Thursday was people were just so down on that um that segment, which we'll talk about. But um, yeah, I, I do feel bad now because I was going to absolutely slay. <laughs> I heard people. I heard people slating it. They're slating him specifically, and and that's, I'm sure everyone's like, ah, well, okay, the guy was on the cusp of going back to hospital. It seems yeah. so. We'll cut him some slack. So yeah, well wishes to Kenny. Shitty news there on the on the cusp of Christmas. Uh, hopefully he comes back 
uh, as you know, I was about to say as quick as possible when he's when he's hopefully he comes back healthy yeah. you know yeah. and, and yeah. it's a, it's a, a quick because yeah I mean Brock has talked a lot about how like fighting wrestling that was nearly all completely done you know mm. fighting for his life at various stages so hopefully Kenny can uh, just bounce back and we will see him at some point in 2024 back better than ever so yeah that was the um not much else in the wrestling news this week. Um, I just don't care about the WWE TV deal stuff because it all seems so tittle-tattle. I heard this, I heard mm. that. I, I, I'm ready for all these deals to be done and for people to just say what, what they got. And you yeah. know, cause I, I feel like we've been speculating on the AEW one in particular for like a year. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, mm. I'm bored of it now. Everyone just <laughs> can sign it and just say what you got and let's move on. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we will... Uh, uh, we will um, uh, we will watch that story as it goes into the year. The, the good news is this is probably going to be the last big TV deal because I can't see cable television lasting for another four or five years. Like it's yeah. Honest. I was reading a good article in the week about the kind of <laughs> how these stations have turned into kind of zombie stations. Like the USA Network literally just shows reruns of Law and Order. Yeah, like that is like eighty percent of their programming. That and a few other repeats yeah. and wrestling. Like yeah, yeah it's, it's really only good. like live sports. That people watch live, and that yeah. and that tr- can translate to an Amazon Prime or a, you know, whatever, mm. very easily. But that's that seems like that's where TV stations are hedging their bets. Yep. And yeah, and, and, and like when you when you see like you know again whatever actually happened there, the CW were willing to give the NWA you know a seven figure deal. I'm like, man, how desperate are you? And like that, but yeah, I, it's yeah, it's actually interesting to consider because it's like. All these deals, most of them seem to be for five years. So it's like, what in twenty twenty eight or twenty nine? What on earth are these stations yeah. going to look like? It's probably they are probably just going to be wrestling. Um, mm. So uh, that's the wrestling. <clears throat> excuse me, that is the wrestling news for the week. Well wishes to dear old Kenny Omega, and uh, yeah, uh, we will segue over there to our um, uh, new feature. Coming from the brain of one Paul, why don't you talk us through it here, Paul? Before we, we uh, dive in, yeah, the brain for the brain of me, but partially uh, inspired by the brain of Joe. So actually, it's a a, a multiple person uh, in mind meld. So, give a bit of background on on the inspiration for this. Is is I was watching again for the third time, watching and listening through the Figure Wrestling Federation as a mm. podcast. Because one thing I do with my podcasts is I have two sets of podcasts I listen to. One is, is when I'm active, going for a walk and up and about. And one for when I'm like going to sleep. That if I miss parts of it, I don't care. I've listened to it before. It's fine. So that that's shifted over to that category now. So as I'm going to sleep, I'll be listening to Thrill Zone and Turmoil, the latest happenings. The lights have gone out again. This thing. Mm. Um but the, the one thing they do is every season they start, they do a big draft and it's really fun trying to pick the best people and so on. I was like, okay, how can we incorporate a draft into a feature somehow? We can't just do a draft and it not like lead to anything. What's the, what, what's the point in that? You know? So it has to have some sort of strategy to it, some sort of, you know, effect, some sort of game to it. Uh, and one thing that Joe did, we used to have a, a form that we, we used for this, uh, podcast and joe had a fantasy almost like a fancy premier league style uh fancy league for the wrestling mm-hmm. and we, you know you would you would pick a certain amount of wrestlers and you would get points based on things that happened that week so that's that's kind of what we're going to do and my my goal is for this to become 
you know, around this time of the year, we have these like event episodes. We have our year end awards. We have our prediction show, which are always some of my favorite episodes of the year. So it's an attempt to kind of try and create a third pillar of that before the Christmas holidays, which will be our fantasy draft. And we're going to do it today. I will run through the rules. So today will just be the draft. We'll, we'll draft our uh, wrestlers. And the draft will come into effect on the first Dynamite of the new year. So starting on the 3rd of January. So World's End is not included. Um, so the rules are thusly. So each of us will draft a roster of 10 individual AEW wrestlers we're not looking at wwe specifically AEW for the 2024 season wrestlers score points based on the blow uh so one of the through lines here is that single victories are more valuable than tag or trios victories okay so for a tag team or trios etc win because you could have an eight-man tag above right a tag team or trios or more gets you two points for a win a singles TV win gets four points. A tag team or trios pay-per-view win gets four points. And a singles pay-per-view win gets eight points. Any draw, which are not that common in AW anyway, one point and a defeat is zero points. Uh, I do have some extra little bonuses here. A five-star Wrestling Observer match, 10 points. Any non-world uh, championship win, 10 points. A world championship win, men or women, 20 points. A DQ, again, doesn't happen very often, but if it does, minus 10 points. And a championship loss is minus 10 points. Again, it doesn't happen very often. But that that's there because, obviously, the champions are going to be high value. They win a lot of matches. But there is, whatever, the f- six or seven or eight, people who are eligible for this draft, who are champions currently, you know that they're going to lose at some point. So that offsets the fact that they win a lot of matches. Ring of Honor does not count. We're, so if an AW wrestler wrestles a Ring of Honor match on a Ring of Honor show or wins a Ring of Honor championship, they do not count. Ring of Honor is exempt from this, as it should be. Each team gets five transfers they can use throughout the year. I will keep track of those. The transfers must be made on the podcast and they do not come into effect until after the episode in which they were announced. Trades are legal as well, can be made at any time, but do not come into effect until after the episode in which they are announced. Um, and the winner will get some sort of prize, TBD. Uh, but also, more importantly, the pride of being the best drafter, which is the true prize. Um, and as I said, in any event where two people want to do a transfer at the same time or whatever, it'll be a flip of a coin to uh, figure out the priority, as it will be now. And Joe and Barry are going to have to trust me on this one. I have a randomizer ready mm. with our three names in it. I have not run the randomizer yet. I'm going to click on it now. Again, I have no way to show this, so you guys are going to have to tr- trust me on it. But also, to balance out the order, the person who, go, who, who wins and will go first gets the first draft pick, then the person who came second, and then the person who came third, and then the person who came third will go again, and it will zigzag back and forth until we have yeah. all drafted 10 people. Yeah. That is as fair as can be, okay? So I'm going to run the randomizer now, and we will get the order of drafts. Okay, so this is, and I swear to God, this is the real random result. The person who has come number one, and we'll get the first draft, is Joe. Number two is myself. 
and number three is Barry, which means Barry doesn't get the first two, but then he, he does get two in a row after that. So you're going to be a little bit strategic. So that's the order. So, Joe, you are up first. Okay. Well, my draft pick is uh, first number one draft pick is someone who was a real MVP yeah. of this year and hopefully he stays healthy next year. It's Mr. Orange Cassidy. <sighs> Fuck. Orange I, I, I will say. Before we started uh, coming on the air, I don't know if you've done the same, Joe. Barry and myself did put together some lists. Oh, I've got... Um, I've we got, did a little bit of prep. I've got 20-odd people in, in order of how I want how yeah. I pick them. I have 45. Which is a, <laughs> that's that's nearly half the roster. Come I on. know. But I, I figured I might change my mind. I, I will say, Orange Cassidy was my number one on my list as well. So Orange yeah. Cassidy is gone. Let me remove him from my thing. Okay. Okay, I will go. Uh, da, 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 da. I will go for uh, my number one will be John Moxley. Mm. Barry, you have now two picks. Fuck, I really wanted Orange Cassidy. While you're while you're thinking, Barry, I will just mention again for the for the um, listeners, all AW shows are counting here: Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, Battle of the Belts, etc. Pay per views. Oh, sorry, I was on mute there. Apologies. Uh, yeah, all, all I was doing was exclaiming that I also wanted Orange Cassidy. Um, okay, I see my list is unordered, so I'm kind of scanning here. I know who my number one is. I'm just I'm struggling on number two. Okay, my number one. Yes. This is the, I'm, this is a daring pick because I'm not quite we're not quite sure what timeline I will be able to make use of this. Mm. My number one pick is Jamie Hader. Wow, mm. because I'm thinking it's going to be the year of Hader. I think yeah. when she comes back, I think it's going to be a good year. But hope, hopefully, it's not Wembley. Hopefully, they, yeah. she comes back before Wembley because that's fucking August. So yeah. I'm I'm making a play. And my number two, I'm going for I'm going for I'm going for reliability lots of appearances i'm going for uh, ftr dax Ooh. dax Howard. very good yeah i will say remember remember with um hater for example if something were to change where either her return would be delayed or whatever you do you do have five transfers that you yes. could at a later date bring someone in or or push someone out but hater uh kind of a, a future pick there uh, i do yeah. uh, i do like that so uh, they were both on my list so i'm going to remove those two okay i will go for my number two (sighs) okay um i will go i'll keep it in house in the old combat club i'm gonna go for uh which one do i pick i'm gonna go for brian danielson yeah. yeah. Hopefully, he can stay a little bit healthier this year. But when when he's around, he wrestles a lot and he wins a lot. Two for Joe. Okay. Yeah, Joe, you now have two picks as well. Okay. Cool. 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 Ooh. Um. I'm gonna go for. Firstly, Mr. Will Osprey. Ah, oh, he's gone. Yeah. I was hoping Will Ospreay might go undrafted and I would be getting an opportunity to pull him in later. No, but I, Joe's gone. I, th- I think for a very good future pick with Will Ospreay. Yeah, 
he might not start straight away, but I think the last eight months of the year or whatever will be I think, yeah, I think very, good, very good. Tactical. And then my next one, I'm going to go for Mr. Uh, the Swiss Superman, Claudio Costagnoli. Oh, he's going to be my next pick. Shit. Because he, he wrestles a load. Very good, Joe. Claudio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I tell you what, Joe has had three banger picks there, according to me. Casta Gnoli. I'm trying to I haven't had anyone poached in that round. I'm actually surprised. No. So I've got my, my full okay. list of okay. options here. Okay, I'm up again. No, I am. Am I not? Nope. Joe got two, then me, then you get two. Oh, yes, I, yes, I, yes, I, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I am going to go for. Oh. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go for the first champion. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go for, for the first champion of the draft. I'm going to go for Tony Storm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is Orange Cassidy not the... Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> of course. First, first of Paul's team. First for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Barry, you have two. I am going to go for again. Again, I I know one, and I'm going back and forth on these two other ones. Um, I'm also very tetchy about picking a current champion. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like that's mm. a mm. okay. Fuck it, I will. Okay, my first. I'm going to go for Swerve when I drive. Mr. Swerve Strickland. <laughs> nice. Hoping that our hope that it's a big year for him makes. Uh, so I'll, be, I'll, I'll be doubly disappointed if it's not now. And uh, I will go for a current champion. My second pick, I'll go for Mr. Richard Starks. Okay. Very good. Okay, back to me. I, 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 I'm. I feel like I'm losing out somewhat by being in second by not getting a, a double pick at any point. But mm, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you're in the it's middle, so surely you need a. Or are you getting the advantage by being like? I, yeah, I got the advantage of being second. You're getting then, second, fifth. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, you're yeah. getting. It's just nice to have the double pick that you can strategize to. The get, double pick is nice. nice. Yeah. Ooh, okay, I will go. Okay. Uh, I will take a quite a big name who hasn't been picked yet. Uh, I'll go for Jay White. Ah, yeah, I had a mix. Okay. Yeah. Jay White, full of club gold. So he wins a lot, but doesn't wrestle a lot. I will say that. Yeah. Mm. Two for Joe. Um, oh, dear, 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 dear. Do us. Go for another big boy, or do I go for some? You have two picks. Reliable ones. All right, I'm going to split. I'm going to go, firstly, um, Mr. Hangman Page. Mm. Next story. Very good. But then I'm also going to go for Cash Wheeler. There's a bit oh, of okay. Middle the other, of the road pick. The other, the other FTR boy. Very good. Very good. I somehow missed Hangman on my file here. 
I mean, but like, like uh, he's not on TV as much as you'd really mm. think when you, you know, mm. yeah. like in a perfect world, he'd be your number one, wouldn't he? But he's not, you yeah. know, he's not on enough. Okay. Right. But good picks, Joe. Both of the FTR boys are out. Hmm. Um. Okay. I'm gonna go with um, yeah. I'm gonna go sp- providing he survives uh, Everest, Darby. Oh, good pick. Mm, good pick. Yeah. He wrestles a lot. Not doesn't wrestle as many singles as you might think, or, or have as many single wins as you might think. Mm. Okay. Um. Barry, two for you. We're this is we're almost halfway through. This is this is the end of the fifth round of ten. I'm gonna go Samoa Joe. Oh, very good. And another tactical one. Yeah. Based on this week's developments, I'm gonna go Thunder Rosa. Oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, I feel like she's going to have a quite a collision. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, there's a little bit of tea leaf reading going on with this. Obviously, yeah. you know. Well, that's that's the game, of course. That is is the name of the game. Okay, back to me. Um, I will take what I consider quite a reliable name here. Uh, Hikaru Shida. Very good. Very good. Yeah, big. Yeah. I think she wins quite a lot. Um, yeah. I is it? Oh, sorry. Back to me. It's yeah. back to you, Joe. You've two two picks. Um, how many more? Total? One, two, three. You've five, got five, eight, five, five more okay. picks. Total. Okay, we've got pl- okay, plenty, 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 plenty of time. Um, I'm going to kind of have to do a bit of um, hedge hedging. Yeah, hedging. Yeah, hedge your bets. And yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Nick Jackson. Okay. Okay. Then I'm gonna go Max Caster. Ah, okay. Oh, he's so, got he's, he's split the difference across the two. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. Very, very strategic. That that's a very much a um, fancy Premier League thing. Yeah, split split the difference. I like it. Nick Nick Jackson and Max Caster. Very good. Okay, Max Caster. I will say was quite high on my list as well. I just didn't quite get to him yet. Mm. Okay. The numbers are starting to to dwindle now. A lot of the the big names have been picked up. Um, ooh, okay. Okay, I'm going to go for... Ah, dear. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take somewhat of a safe one here. He hasn't wrestled a ton this year, but his win percentage is really high. I'm gonna go for Wardlow. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I was thinking Wardlow is a bit of a gam- bit of a gamble because you never know. But uh, well, you know my suspicion about his his weird hair that one week. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Does he get a big? big old push in the next couple of months but then do they get bored of him after yes, yeah i, I think like, the answer to the first question is definitely yes but does it sustain is the real the question moment. you know let's see uh, it's a good 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 gamble good gamble. Sub, sub him out after a few months yeah possibly 
Um, I I'm re- <sighs> so the first one I'm fairly calm, I'm happy enough with. I'm going to take Miro. Yeah, he, as I mentioned, he has a 100% win rate this year. You know, yeah, no, not, it, not not a not a every day of the every week of the calendar guy, but you know, no. reliable. <sighs> yeah, I do have trepidations about current champions because their next big loss is certainly closer than their next big win. Yeah, but I am not feeling a, a much of a sea change anytime soon. I'm going to go Julia Hart. I feel like. <laughs> Even though, even though I am plumping for for some Hater and some Rosa in the new year, I think right. that's going to be main women's division. I think, I think Julia Hart's going to be a featured part yeah. of this show for the majority of the year. So I'll go for Julia. I like it. I like it. Uh, okay, so for my last, uh, my last, my number eight, uh, I think I might be the one. To pull the trigger finally here. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Or do I? He's thinking about it. I'm very much thinking about it. Yeah, go on. MJF. Oh, daddy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, like, never wrestles on TV. But with Cole injured... I don't see it coming off him anytime soon. I'd say you're probably yeah. guaranteed a couple of pay-per-view uh, 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 um, W's there. Yeah, possibly. Uh, two more for Joe. Two more for Joe, yeah. And then okay. you have one pick, one pick left after that. This is your eight and nine. Uh, no, I think I thought I had... No, um, no, this, this is... This, oh, no, Joe. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I think it's I ten, is it? We have ten people, is it? Or eleven? Yeah, We're yeah, going to have ten each, yeah. So I've already got... Is, uh, I've already got eight, so my next two will be two. Is that, is that not the way it should work? Correct. Yeah, you're... We were going to finish on two, Joe with one. I had two Oh, first. Joe with one. Yeah. Sorry, apologies, apologies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I've got... Th- okay, I'm going to go... Two sort of p- promising talents that I think maybe could have a breakout year, possibly. I'm going to go for Hook. Okay. And Ooh. and Kyle Fletcher. I was thinking about Kyle. Very I was good. thinking about... Interesting, yes. Very good. Hook, Hook was high on my list as well. Where's Kyle? I know Kyle is on here. Yeah, just below Hook. Yeah, very good. I'm going to follow the exact same line of thinking that Joe has. Future prospect, wrestles a lot, wins enough of them that it's comparable with the colleagues. Sky Blue. Mm. So good. that's what I was before we before we slapped record. That's who I was suggesting to Paul. There is oh, just under Orange Cassidy, nobody wrestles more than Sky Blue. That by yeah. like that's a fact. She is she yeah. is like the most featured. But the win loss is not great because I did look at that. Yeah. So well, as, actually, as we discussed prior to recording, we did we did talk about the po- the possibility of negative scoring. We decided against it. Against as it. Yeah. So I will pick up Sky Blue. I think that's I think that's a good pick with that in mind. Okay. Um. This is my last two, so... Um, yeah, Barry, I, these I, are your last two to complete your 10. I did have Sky. I was thinking about it. I am going to go... I'm going to round off with two of my faves here. Yeah. I'm going to go for Mr. Edward Kingston. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to go for Miss Willow Nightingale. Very good. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, I had Willow on mine. She was potentially going to be my last. Okay. Willow... Kingston, okay. Willow and Eddie Kingston, very good, very good. Okay, last one for me. 
Oh, there's a few names here that I like. Still a lot of big ones on the table. Still a lot of big names that have not been picked up yet. Also, like, hey, there are a couple of injured people you can take a gamble on. You know? Yeah. I, I have one person here who has, a, like, a really monstrous win percentage that you might not think of. But but where they are currently is not really in, in the foreground. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you go for someone that's kind of a bit hotter at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than to base too much on the historical. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go safe rather than play the money okay. ball. I'm gonna go Statlander. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's that's very safe. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And uh, one last for, for Joe. Yeah. Oh, right. Where do I where do I go here? Um, do I play it safe or do I for a bit of a wild card? I've got kind of two options here. Yeah. I'm going to go for Mr. Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar. Ah, very good. Very I good. I don't think he, yeah, he doesn't wrestle a lot, but he could have a few no. big wins. We could see a few. I mean, he's only been around for. Uh, I think he's, he's, had a, he's had a decent couple of he's matches already. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's actually. Mm. I because I was thinking he was going to be Sting esque when he came in, but I think he. Yeah. I think he very much wants to dispel that idea. So I think that might actually yeah. end up being a sneaky great. Very good. Um, okay, those okay. are some. So, uh, those are three good teams. I think. I'll, I'll just throw out some names of people who weren't drafted. Some surprising statistics here, maybe as well. Um, the, the one that I was looking at that I. If I and he wasn't very near the top of my list for since the beginning. I, I didn't go with him in the end, but maybe a transfer down the line if he kind of heats up again. Powerhouse Hobbs, 44 yeah. matches, 34 mm. singles wins. Yeah. He Last was my year. next, my 11th pick, and I was but like... I, I decided against uh, it. Yeah. Anthony Bowens, I know Max Castor got picked up. Yeah. Uh, Konosuke Takeshita has quite a good record as well. Yeah, although... Ruby Soho. <laughs> Disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, Brody King in the. In I the, had King, who's like my like eleventh. If there was next one, yeah, yeah. Kenny Omega and Jack Perry have good records, but are obviously out at the moment. Out at the moment. Ray Phoenix as well. Matt Jackson. As far as big names go, I was humming and hawing about Chris Jericho, but he basically never wins on pay per view. So I was just like, yeah. and hardly ever wins a singles match either. He's got twenty five matches, four singles wins. All yeah, year. he's he's in putting people over mode. To be fair, so yeah. so that's yeah. Andrade is doing very well lately, but will will that hold on as well? Is he going to be there? Is the question? Keely Roosh. Okay, so the rosters anyway. It's saved. It's locked in. Joe. Your team is thusly. Orange Cassidy, Will Ospreay, Claudio Castagnoli, Hangman Page, Cash Wheeler, Nick Jackson, Max Caster, Hook, Kyle Fletcher, Adam Copeland. Very strong. Uh, did not pick any women, notably. Well, look, you guys picked all the best ones. So. Yeah, we picked that all the good ones. That is actually true, yeah. I had... Oh, yeah, yeah. Notable, notable omission. Britt Baker. Don't know what her sta- status is. Yeah, don't no know where she is. Yeah. She's the devil. <laughs> oh, I mean, that would be very funny if nothing uh, else. I mean, that yeah. would be you know. No one, no one picked up Christian Cage. Not um, enough. Not on TV enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is, but he does pr- promos. Not enough matches. Not enough yeah, matches. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very, very good roster. Uh, myself is John Moxley, Brian Danielson, 
Tony Storm, Jay White, Darby Allen, Hikaru Shida, Wardlow, MJF, Sky Blue, and Chris Statlander. And Barry with Jamie Hayter, Dax Harwood, Swerve Strickland, Ricky Starks, Samoa Joe, Thunder Rosa, Miro, Julia Hart, Eddie Kingston, and Willow Nightingale. So that's our first uh, our first ever draft episode. I will update the uh, the scores each week, and we can give some sort of uh, update or some sort of regular update uh, in terms of how that's going. And obviously, we'll keep track of transfers and so on. Thank you very much. Let us, let us know who people think will uh, will win. Yeah, send, who who is the best team? Send in your 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 takes. Send in your uh, uh, you know if you're gambling on this, uh, don't. But um, <laughs> you know who who you think, uh, uh, what you you make of uh, of our rosters. Um, and thank you very much, Paul, as always for for putting that work in. Yeah, uh, well, the quick work email hasn't here. started quite yet. Well, yeah, but uh, you're, you're committing to the work, you know. Yes, you're committed. Yes, I have an email here. My email is taking forever. So it's quite a nice email here. A very quick one from Nick. Um, it is, ah, why, yes. the, why is supposedly reliable Gmail uh, taking so long? It's quite a nice email as well. Well, nice to us. He, he, did, he did say the devil stuff is the dumbest shit he's ever seen and punk is a bitch. Uh, which, <laughs> I, which, which I laughed at, but he was nice to us. Uh, so it's not, it's, um, it's not Nick Houseman, evidently. <laughs> Uh, no, it's our, our, our good pal Nick uh, sent us an email. He said, "Hi lads, I just wanted to send you a quick note to thank you for all the pods this year. Doing this nearly every week is a massive commitment, and I appreciate it. I don't have any friends to talk wrestling with, and the missus thinks it's stupid. So think of you guys as that role. Uh, Merry cool. Christmas and a happy New Year. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you so much for listening. Greatly appreciate you taking the time to pop us over uh, a mail. And Merry Christmas yeah. and a happy New Year to you as well. I mean, it's funny because in a sense." What he's describing there is, for me, the main drive for doing the podcast. Is just ha- have a chat. Just let the boys have a chat, talk about the wrestling, talk about the movies. Yeah, because I don't have people, many people in real life that I'll go, oh, did you see that? Uh, see that MJF promo the other week? You know? So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a kind of a creative outlet for that as well. We're not, we're not talking about collision over the water cooler. Uh, no. uh, at work <laughs> uh, and I certainly I, I know certainly when we we started this podcast I mean these days I have been lucky enough to you know from Paul from when you and I were going to OTT on the record I've met yes. loads of people now that I can see in, re- in real life in three dimension and talk about wrestling but yeah but I remember when we started it was like don't have nobody around to talk about uh, the, with the wrestling with so uh, we could certainly see where you're, you're coming from there thank you very much Nick and a Merry Christmas to you sir and a Happy New Year uh, yes we will seg you into the wrestling this week. I actually did want to get back into the wrestling this week, but uh, this it was a good week. It, was a good it seems week. like it seems like a strong week for uh, both uh, Dynamite and Collision. But I was, you know, wrestling yes. acts and, and whatnot, and uh, um, uh, yeah. so I'll uh, we'll, we'll take a look through the cards here. Uh, yeah. We'll start as we did last week. I think I think I like starting with the uh, the, the Continental yeah. Classic here up top. I, I will mention as well before we begin. Saying that they were both great shows, I think is true, with the exception that each show had an absolutely dreadful segment. Okay. But otherwise, it was very good. And we've yeah, mentioned we'll, one of them already. Yeah. I mean, do you want to just make mention of it now? I mean, it was, like I said, it was the talk of wrestling when I woke up. It was like the Golden Jet segment. People just, yeah. just, it seems like just those four guys were just not on the same page at all. I mean, um, I think to to an extent... There needs to be a little bit more planning in regards to how these segments are going to flow. Like you think back to the classic rock Triple H, let's just say for the argument's sake, where they're throwing zingers at each other, but it's kind of like 
the point or the tone of the of this uh, vignette is that the rock will you know come out on top in that regard and then they'll get to the point yeah it's not that they awkwardly keep throwing back and forth lines to try and get mm. the other person um you know there has to be a, a, an element of structure to it even within a relatively unscripted unrehearsed you know promo um and that's what this felt like to me is is you know stark uh starks and big bill are the heels golden jets are the baby faces okay before we go out we need to know okay we're going to throw a few little zingers back and forth but the idea will be um we've got a title match coming up um you know starks will throw out a dig kenny or jericho will come back with a thing and starks will get angry about it and well, well wait you, you just wait till the pay-per-view or we're going to show you who's really you know whatever and and so there's like a, a a format to it there's a structure to it but this felt totally improvised totally structureless and rudderless and aimless and the, uh, the bigger problem and i think joe will agree on this is that the zingers they were throwing out were absolutely horrible um yeah Jericho awful. at one point was like, "We're going to come up with a, you. You're, you don't guys don't have a team name. That's a, that, I think that's a good basis for throwing out yeah. something funny. You know, what he came up with was, what we'll do is we'll combine your names. Oh uh, no, Big Big Billy Starks. Come on, everybody, let's chant Big Billy Starks. Big Billy Starks. It's like, well, what does that what does that oh. mean? First of all, Big Billy Starks. Are they supposed to like go? Oh, you have you've got me. You've nailed me to my soul." I, I, I saw some people speculate was it supposed to be a reference to the wrestler who is a girl oh, and he's and it's a classic Jericho bit of calling them a big girl. Um, you know, I, but I thought the joke was supposed to be, oh wait, there's already someone with that name. Yeah, I but, but then like it didn't really land. Who and it's like <laughs> or it was funny. Because what because what you said, Paul, is like, yeah, the the you don't have a name. That's it. That is an interesting prospect. But when it you know when Chris Jericho opens that, it's like, okay, the next thing is gonna be so lame. Whatever the punchline is, you know yeah. it's not gonna be funny at all. Because he's problem- he, He's it's been he's about twenty years removed from having zingers that actually land. Yes, and know? the problem is that he's he's for all intents and purposes moved on from the white two J persona, but that's exactly what he was doing here. Yeah, but worse, but worse. Yeah, I mean he he did mention something like the 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 dick and the something, and I was like, oh, mm. you got something there. I mean, you got you know Big Bill, Big Big. Willie something, Willie Dick, Dick Stark. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a pair of dicks, a pair of dicks, a pair of nods. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But um, Kenny wasn't good, to be fair, but I thought Jericho was 10 times worse for as much abuse as Kenny got. Jericho was the one throwing mm. whiff after whiff after whiff. And the problem is that when the babyface th- throws out a line and Ricky Starks, the line is so bad that Ricky Starks just has to kind of go, oh, you got me. And then it's you know there's there's no kind of flow to the segment and it, it it was dead on arrival to be honest and and Ricky to be fair to him you know Rick, I think Ricky's great but he Ricky was good. he was Ricky, the only good thing about he, this segment he was good but he wasn't exactly throwing out gold either you know no he tried his best but I... it it just came off really awkward. It's it funny when, when, when you were describing the segment earlier because I completely forgot. You're like, you know, the baby faces referring to the Golden Jets. It's like, like, 
oh, like it's just what I like Starks on his I mean, and Bill as well. Because we're, you know, we're we're big Bill guys on on this podcast. Mm-hmm. That team has like more actual cool factor than the Jericho Omega 100%. team because because anything Jericho just latches on to these days, it just it's just it's deflating. And I'm not saying he hasn't had some wins this year. He's had, he's he's not had a bad year. I would say overall Jericho, but I I feel like he is the one presence that has not had an extended break from AEW television and it's really starting to feel that way now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm uh you know and, and I don't also and, and, the fact and, that he's always part of some group. He's always yeah. linked linked on to someone else. And he loves bigging up his his knack for reinvention. And I'm like, well I I don't think we need after so Omega's out now, obviously. I don't think we need Jericho forming another team or another unit with another hilarious gimmick and another silly name. I'm like, I'm not even saying for like a year. I, I feel like we could do with like a pay per view cycle or two where Jericho is just not involved and he comes yeah. back a little bit fresher. Like, when you, now you think about it, all he's he's been such a mainstay in AW. I don't think he's ever had a surprise return, unless I'm forgetting an obvious one. No, he's always been there. He's always been there. Um, he should and get I think taken out by someone, just get big battered bill. by someone. Yeah, by a big bill, and he takes takes like three months off and then he comes back triumphant and wins a match against yeah. the big bill or whatever like yeah that'd yeah. be good i would actually be happy to see that yeah Jericho. i think we need to i think we need, we'll a, just go on paul there's another huge issue with this segment as well go on so to your to your point barry about big big bill and ricky starks being like cool so ricky starks was wearing a fucking he was like the best dressed man i've ever seen yeah. He was wearing a fucking sleek little jacket and he came out and he was just like radiating like, oh, this is a cool guy who, you know, the old the old adage of the guys want to be like and the women want to be with. Yeah. Chris Jericho looked like a <laughs> gay biker. Uh, <laughs> Omega looked like he was just like a small child. He had he like- He looked a, like he was a, taking his dog for a walk. He had shorts That's, on and like a whatever fucking long sleeve t-shirt he found. It looked like the postman had just knocked at the door at eight o'clock in the morning. He was like, oh, fuck it, I'll go get dressed, quick, put hoodie on. Do you not think Jericho would be the type of guy who's like, when I form a team, I'm going to get gear. I'm going to get, we're going to, we're going to have a look. Do you know what I mean? Like, he seems the type of guy who would, you know, like. There was no look. There was no, yeah. Okay. So that was the, that was the, the, the stinking segment of, uh, of, of oh, the it's, show. It's snag, trust me. Let's oh, yeah. uh, let's let's uh, rewind back to the the C two. Um, the first match we had was Roosh versus Jay Lethal. Roosh put him away in, in short order, very short order. Um, to the point that there wasn't much to it, but it kind of played mm. off the Moxley match the previous week to an extent. Mm. Finished him with the same choke that he himself was choked out with. So I guess we're gonna revisit that at some stage. Yeah, and I, I like the idea that the story is very much lethal, isn't hanging at all without his without his bodies. So why? Yeah, of course. Don't have a guy like Roosh be competitive with him if that's the story, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing I didn't realize as well is that there's like semifinals to this yes. tournament. Yeah. I only figured that out this week, and that it's like the top two of each group fight yes. each other again. Why? Why wouldn't you do like? Again, Tony Khan is like a football guy. So why wouldn't you do like a World yeah, Cup style? First versus second. First, first versus, yeah, A1 versus B2, B1 yeah, versus A2. Yeah, well said, Paul. And then well you get new, new matchups. But yeah, <sighs> we're going to see, presumably. I mean, that, that to an extent, that does play into the story, though, of, okay, you're you're teasing, oh, we might see Roosh Moxie again. But they're also teasing, okay, Swerve got beaten by Moxie via nefarious uh, roll-up. Mm. Um, so, so, so I, li- I like that they're weaving into the matches these little stories that we might potentially see them again but you are also just seeing the match again you've seen a few weeks prior <laughs> uh, yeah but the Roosh, Roosh lethal there wasn't much to it 
Uh, Brody King versus Andrade. Oh, this match was very good. Very good. I mean, Andrade might be more so than anybody else. Like when he's, he's like a Randy Orton almost. When he's on, he's great. There's like no one better. Yeah. But he has to be in the mood for it. Because we've also seen Andrade kind of half-assing it. It's not much. But when he's he's at it, fuck, he's so good. And Brody is excellent as well. Yeah, Brody's really underrated, I think. I think Brody's a really great... Um, uh, he is, for sure. Really great fixture on the roster. Um, I love this spot he does lately where he sits them by the barricade and like does a run and splash against them. Yeah. So good. He looked like he killed um, Danielson with it. Um, Andrade as well. Really, really great. And of course, uh, they played into the last two Andrade matches as well. This idea of there being like the turnbuckle exposed. He's very much doing a, a win by whatever means necessary gimmick. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got the win on Brody here. Drove him headfirst in the exposed turnbuckle, hit him up with the, hit him with the DDT for the win. Uh, that took us then to Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe, another guy winless so far, I'm fairly sure. Yep. Uh, so I guess ve- very good again. Mark Briscoe's great. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's. Uh, you know, finally, you know, getting getting his uh, his his due on TV, which is cool. Uh, yeah. And I guess the the big the big and and again a nice little G one esque story is that the, the grand finale is that the, of the two losers, Mark Briscoe will probably also beat Jay Lethal. Uh, no, you'd uh, imagine so. To, yeah. to, to to get get his pride win and lethal gets nothing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then of course we had Swerve versus John Moxley. How is this? Did we hype? Oh yeah, for me, yeah, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. tremendous. Anything is, I thought Swerve was going to win, but you know, fair enough. Yeah. I was surprised to read that. I was it, I was surprised. Fifty fifty yeah. for me. I found but that thing was... is if they come back in the semi final. Yeah, he'll beat him him again. But I have found, like, going when I was going through the roster trying to pick for the draft, I was looking for, like, okay, who wins all the time? And it's like, no one. (laughs) It's all 50. Everyone's (laughs) 50 50. This is the problem. It's like a million guys on here, and none of them are kicking ass every week. Well, that's That's interesting because you used to see that in the UFC, is you had uh, your Anderson Silva and your George St. Pierre and your Khabib, where the champions just fucking beat everyone all the time. And now as the sport has become more, how do you, more well-rounded, let's say you do see guys on pay-per-views and their record is like nine and seven. <laughs> They're like tough guys in the company. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's not, you know, I know in wrestling it's 50, 50 booking has its own issue, but it's not unrealistic that top, top guys would have a 50, 50 record, so to speak. Um, but uh, Swerve in this match, everything he did looks so smooth and so effortless. And I love it because, you know, I've criticized people in the past of when they kind of not quite have the deer in the headlights, but where you can see the wheels turning. You can, you can see them thinking the, the stuff through yeah. in their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Swerve just floating around, floating to the next spot, little hammer lock into a little cartwheel, little ooh. So a, a fantastic performance by him specifically. I thought he did a great job and then the finish not only did moxie hold the the belt on the roll-up fucking swerve's shoulder was so far up i mean he might have well been standing up um you think that was on purpose no i don't think so but because when when they showed the highlights on collision they kind of cut around it somewhat 
But um, I'm sure they'll play that in when when they if they if they should meet in the semifinals. I'm sure the commentators will sell that angle of it mm. as well. Uh, elsewhere on Dynamite, looking here, Roderick Strong versus Adam Page. How is that? That sounds good on paper. If it wasn't too much uh, comedy, no, it wasn't. No, that it was very wasn't. good. No, um, it's pretty good. Yeah, Roderick's got over the neck injury finally. So. Yeah, it seems like they're <laughs> they're contract. easing that stuff out. Thank God. Uh, so that's good. Um, yeah. Any other notes on Dynamite before we we switch over? Yeah, I mean, I thought Samoa Joe. Uh, you know, he opened the show up with a, a promo. Which mm-hmm. was interrupted earlier. Strong. I just I love Small Joe. Might be. I know we love Christian Cage in these parts. I think Small Joe might be secretly the best promo guy AW have. His promos Very are all super well delivered, super convincing. Uh, as far as being a an ass kicking tough tough man, I mean, he sells me on it every time. Um, so he was calling out Hangman. He he accused Hangman. He said, "Well, MJF got taken out by a bottle," and he was doing his like Columbo thing. He was like, "He's going to leave." And he goes, oh, "Actually, uh, one more thing. Uh, that beer bottle was the exact beer which is Hangman Page's mm. IPA of choice, his favorite tipple." Yeah, which I hadn't even mm. considered when they did the beer angle last week. That Smojo was going to be with his little magnifying glass. Looking around the scene of the crime. Um, I mean, I know we're we're encouraging AEW to do less comedy, but if Samoa Joe could just wear a Colombo style Mac next week, yeah. uh, uh, that would be Sherlock Holmes, Deer Stalker. Uh, one more thing, Mike. One more thing. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my wife loves you. <laughs> just just shoot just shoot his scenes in four by three as well, and just make it grainy <laughs> as fuck. He'll barely um, fit into a four by three frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which would just make him look even more intimidating. Yeah. Um, and then, the, of course, the end of the show, the cliffhanger was that the 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 masked men, which my pet peeve, my nitpick of the week, is that they consistently refer to them as the devil's goons. And a goon, <laughs> a goon to me is like, oh, yeah, boss. We got yeah, him, boss. <laughs> yeah, we beat him up real good, boss. Yeah. It's a freaking bat. <laughs> Where it's like, just say it's like a fucking his posse, his masked men. Or goons infers that they're whatever. idiots. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. There's gonna they're trying to beat up the acclaimed, but they one of them accidentally kicks the other's shins. Yeah. Watch where you're going, you idiot! Boink yeah. pokes his eyes, out, his eyes out. You know, <laughs> three stooges stuff. Yeah, um, Hangman got Hangman got got beat off. He got thrown through a windscreen at the end of the show. Um, Jeez, they're loving their glass lately. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, he did not say "Cry me a river, bitch." No. Uh, or whatever, whatever it was. Uh, Ruby Soho and Rio had a had a decent match as well. Tony Storm was on commentary, and was an absolute riot on commentary. I really? Okay. I I was, and I'm not someone prone to um, hyperbole about. I I am the kind of person who will laugh, who will watch comedy, and go, hmm, that is quite funny. But I was I was laughing at this. I thought she was great. Um, so I know the timeless gimmick. Some people can kind of. Leave or take it. I, I generally um, sometimes it can be a bit much. I thought this was this was hilarious. I thought she was absolutely excellent, and that was pretty much it for Dynamite. Alrighty, flicking over to Saturday nights, which are all right for fights. Apparently, Saturday. We did have our man Andrade back at it again in tournament action against Claudio. Yeah. Uh, that sounds great. Just, on paper. just before we get to that, Joe, you watch Collision, I assume. Yeah. No, I don't watch that anymore. You didn't watch Kalish? Oh, I can't be bothered watching two shows a week. It's too a busy much. man. 
Okay. Not really. I just don't want to watch. Kill <laughs> <laughs> I spent about eight hours watching Doctor Who videos on YouTube this week. I don't know. <laughs> okay, a tournament I, between the doctors. I wanted Ooh, to bounce. I wanted to bounce my theory off someone. It looked like Nigel McGuinness had a had an old hair transplant gimmick. Did he? Oh, Head was looking very suspect. I must say. Um, okay. Well, I'll, let me run through Collision then. Um, Claudio against Andrade. Now, as I mentioned, I can be kind of ho home on Claudio's matches to an extent. This was fucking great. <laughs> this was this was tremendous stuff. Uh, big, big, big thumbs up. That's kind of more to do with Andrade than Claudio, I get, I guess. But Claudio was a great base for Andrade, showing his chops and his big spinny kicks and blah blah. blah. Uh, and actually, this was a payoff to what we set up on Dynamite, where the the pad came off the turnbuckle and Andrade was going for the uh, the DDT off the top, and he slipped and went groin first into the exposed turnbuckle. Uh, the referee went to put the pad on the turnbuckle and Claudio hit a low blow, the likes of which you've never seen. He didn't just kick him in the groin. He picked him up as if he was going to give him a spine buster and threw a knee into the groin, which is a great looking spot. Well, Claudio's great for those those freaky, like, show of strength things. <laughs> and then him with the neutralizer for the win. Great, great stuff. Uh, this the segment I wasn't so hot on. Abaddon and Jasmine Allure. I don't mind Abaddon. I don't mind the gimmick. But it, it was Abaddon beat Jasmine Lure, whoever that is. Uh, the lights went out. Julie Hart love. appeared. I do love. Julie Hart appeared and laid the belt at Abaddon's feet. And they started brawling. And then Sky Blue came out. And Sky so Blue they are started. Formally doing Sky Blue is like with Julia now. After weeks of like, uh, will she, won't, won't she? Yeah. As, which as I, everyone goes, oh, whatever, I don't I know. I was kind of interested in the idea of if you get misted, you don't just become subservient. You become like a fucked up weirdo, but you don't necessarily have to go with the House of Black. Yeah. I think it's kind of less interesting to have her just be. So she's basically going to be like the House of Black's Wheeler Yuta. You know, she's obviously the way lowest bottom of the totem pole and is going to lose all their matches. Sorry to yeah, ever Yeah, but they, they had done the segments with like Willow, who also got misted, as you might recall. And they... um. But she's too. She's too pure of heart. It, yeah, but they did bits where it's like, is Sky going to join him? No. Oh, she's actually good, but she still has the eye makeup. Oh no! But uh, did she just join her in the end with no yeah. real reason? Um. So she came out, and then Thunder Rosa, which was the good, the good part, is like when Thunder Rosa ran out. I honestly, God, didn't know who it was at first because they showed her like from the back bright pink like um yeah. uh outfit You're like who, what, who is that yeah and she had tay conti's like hair yeah she she, she, she looks completely different back. i didn't know until they said i thought i was like is this anna jay coming out or someone what's happening and i guess because i guess she's like while she's been injured she's been doing commentary, yeah, spanish, commentary. spanish language commentary she was so doing I guess it on she's this show all the time. yeah um so yeah there's a match for next week it's abaddon and rosa against the the uh misty eyed gals yeah the spooky was... the halloween crew <laughs> abaddon as a baby face seems like a strange uh choice as well yeah i think i think the division is just in need of a bit of a shuffle to be honest but um yeah. and, and there you are uh what uh what was the was that the bad segment or was there a worse segment that you no, wanted to that, that that was the bad one until thunder rosa came out that was all right but the the spooky uh, what would what else you got then orange cassidy against brian keith i was glad to see brian keith back i like brian keith on my little ah, handful the, of the indies ma- i've seen one the match was very very good as well uh, that would be a good little sneaky uh uh, uh get. Little, little, little sneaky little 
signage if TK is doing his own little fantasy draft for 2024 I think not that I don't think the company needs to sign more people but you know yeah. um, well obviously they had they had the Ring of Honor pay-per-view this last uh, yeah. on Friday as well I didn't watch any of it obviously not enough hours in the day no but uh, Brian Keith was on that show as well so I guess he was just you know around so he's, he, he's a he's a converse guy he's in the he's in the across the tony verse yeah 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 but no, it was really good match, surprisingly, because I thought this was going to be more of a Orange Cassidy showcase, and maybe maybe then you have a, a, a promo segment, someone comes out, and they. But they just this had quite quite a long match, and it was it was a very good one. Keith uh, impressed me there for sure. Um, what do we have then? Uh, FTR and House of Black promo. It was it was fine, uh, although I had a nitpick again where. Um, Hasback was saying it's not personal, nothing's personal, but we do have this photo here of you, Dax Harwood, and your wife and your daughter. <gasps> Dax Harwood was like, you son of a bitch. But it was like, there was there was a, a, a link that was missing, right? So here's Paul's version of the promo. You know, I like to fancy book how Tony can do it better. And if you're listening, Tony. Yeah, this is for funny. Free. So what you have is uh, to, you need to you need to create the 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 reason for that Dax cares about the photo itself as opposed to the content of the photo. So you have, you know, we have we have your wallet here, Dax, and here's the photo of your wife and the photo of your daughter you keep with you every day, uh, and, and we're gonna burn those photos. And Dax, oh, you son of a bitch! What they actually had was just like a printed like JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> they sat on fire. Like who gives a shit? So that was a, that was a, let's see. I think I think the fact that the photo was of. Dax and the family is a thing, but the actual bit of paper that they burnt like has no sentimental relevance. I, I would have rather mm. that it was something not necessarily that oh, we went into your house and took your like mm. photo off your wall, but maybe something out of his wallet or something like this is your your object that has a sentimental value to you, and we're going to destroy it. I also feel like they've gone to the Dax's family well a, a bajillion times now. A little bit, you know what I mean? Bit. Like they've done it for comedy, they've done it to be serious, they've done it, you know, yeah. everyone brings it up and he goes, "Don't you bring them up?" and it's like, you know, it's a bit like it's a bit like Tommy Dreamer crying, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you, it's like okay, I I'm I'm less I'm less reeled in by the reality of this drama every single time you do it, you know. Um, yeah. go on. And we did have a load of fun matches this week. We talked about the Continental Classic and all that. Here's my match of the week, and you might not have expected this. Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale against Mercedes Martinez and Diamante. I heard this was a blast. In a, in a Texas street fight. Let me tell you, this was this was everything you'd want it to be. Mm. There, there was double juice like a minute. It was like Vince McMahon Survivor Series 20, 2003 style. Just <laughs> punch me once and I'm, I'm going coast to coast with that blade. Willow, Willow's wearing the crimson mask. Diamante was bleeding. There was, you know, I thought the entrances were cool. The 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 babyface team slash oh, kill that Bill. was so yeah. good. That was so yeah. good. Um, I saw um, Diamante getting fucking dropped knee first across the steps <laughs> from a, a gorilla press. That was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was absolutely. It was. I would say as fun as the famous Anna J Willow. Uh, oh yeah, 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 as well. It was a little bit more fun, a little bit less like, oh my god, they're actually killing each other here. But yeah. it was, it was, it was an absolute blast, as you say. Um, the only thing was the ending was a bit funny. Is that they like the heels power bombed Willow through a table at ringside, and then Statlander just like hit Diamante with a chain and won straight away. Yeah, so that was a little bit abrupt, but the match itself was really, really fun. Very, I, I, I want to watch it. I think I might watch this after the podcast because I'm, I'm worth uh, watching. Very, very fun. 
Yeah. Um, then we had Kingston Garcia, which was uh, very good as well. Um, so Garcia is on the blue side. Garcia has lost all his matches, which I'm hoping they oh, really? play into kind of a, a storyline of, of him uh, rediscovering himself and maybe maybe moving away from the, the dance and becoming a more serious competitor. Because I think Garcia is one of their best prospects they have. On that roster, and he should he should be he should be doing a bit more than he is. Um, and then you'll be surprised to hear that Brian Dyson and Brody Key, Brody um, King, was fucking excellent. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It was it was great. Um, Dyson, of course, uh, took took the blade to the eyebrow once again. <laughs> he uh, loves doing that for the brothers. Uh, the 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 eye patch came off, the bandages came off, and uh, brother brother poked and twisted for for the fans. I would say, uh, very very enjoyable. Uh, main event. I love I love Brian Danielson keeping the the uh, keeping the work alive with by like talking about how he's legitimately injured, and and then every time there's a, a, any a, any taped AEW programming, all you get is blurry photos from the crowd going, "I think I think Danielson fucking died in that match because he's <laughs> he's been carted around." And then it's like, "No, he's just he's just keeping it real, you know. He's keeping yeah. it real for everyone." Mm-hmm. I, I made the comparison uh, uh, before. I think I, I was I said it on Twitch this week. He's he's doing the the Tanahashi pre G one interview where he's like, "Oh my back, lads. Oh, I'm not going to make it. I, I yeah. I'm definitely definitely hurt, and I'm not going to make it through." And then wouldn't you know it? All the heels are working over his back during the tournament. You know, he's keeping yeah, it alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is great. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I think I will check out Collision before bedtime this evening. Two, two very, very good shows as far as uh, as far as AEW goes. Right. We also, might be back. Uh, there was also a Ring of Honor pay per view this week. Apparently, you mentioned the uh, yeah, which I I, I, I missed that completely. I didn't even know that happened. I I knew I knew it was coming up, but when people started like tweeting about it on Friday, I was like, man. I, that's that's a shit and i heard i mean like it seems like because the last few i watched were really good and i think we even talked on this show about mm. how it's probably going to exist as this thing sort of like nxt back in the day where you're not watching the tv but you'll tune into the pay-per-views because yeah. they're but the problem is now they've put them only on honor club so you can't get them on fight and you can't ah. and and i think that is really hurting the buzz and um uh and i think even though lots of people didn't watch NXT back in the prime takeover days, there was still lots of conversation about it because you'd have, you'd have mm. the, I feel like nobody's watching that television, Ring of Honor television. No. So there's no buzz about it. You're not picking up bits and pieces from like listening to your favorite wrestling podcast or following people online. It's like, it's just, I heard the pay-per-view was really good, but it's just the buzz level is so low mm. um, because that show is just, it's off locked in a, in a, in a vault. Basically. I hope at some point in 2024, possibly coinciding with some new television deal. If there's some dedicated AEW service that gets mm-hmm. you all their pay-per-views, and if they stick yeah. Ring of Honor TV on that, I'm like, okay, I would buy that. It's like, I'm, I am not paying a tenner a month for Ring of Honor. I'm just not. Yeah. Even if it's, you tell me it's the greatest show ever. Um, so, uh, yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard, I, I, like, I hear, like, I heard the Athena main event was great and that, like, all her stuff is, is great and it's, like, some of the best stuff Tony Khan wrestling, uh, you know, produces, but I mean, it's just so it's so out of the way. Do you know what I mean? It's just so yeah. out of the way. So uh, don't don't worry, Paul. I don't think you'll, you'll you know you made a, the wise decision by not having that part of your draft. No. Um, 
but yeah, I might. I, I mean, I won't. I was about to say I might watch the the main event because it was really good. But I'm not gonna. I didn't watch the main event of the last one, which I heard was really great, and I I went to the bother of buying it and then never ended up watching it, which is which is just so wasteful. Um, but you know, lots of good wrestling this week. That's that's all that matters. The real winners are us, the fans. Anyway, we'll segue into movies. Uh, uh, this week I have been watching some films. Quick mention of the Christmas stuff. Got the Die Hard watch in. Got the Krampus win in. Krampus. Uh, I was I I guess this is possibly an upshot of of you know all the delays because of the strikes and stuff. But mm-hmm. there's loads of Christmas stuff back in the theaters more than usual. Right. Uh, uh, this year I was a little bit disappointed. I just checked before this show. I was checking to see Godzilla times and I saw Die Hard is in the cinema next week. And I've never mm. seen Die Hard in the cinema. And I was like, I would love to go watch it. But I was like, I, I just watched it. And I, on top of the fact I've seen it <laughs> 70 other times, yeah, I was like, I did yeah. just watch it the other day. So I was like, all right, I'll give that a miss. Uh, but, you know, those are all great. You don't need us to tell you that Die Hard is great. The Krampus is great. Uh, I did watch The Holiday, which I've actually never sat through before. Yeah. And sat through is the word. Um, I thought it was like mildly charming early on, but I was like falling asleep by the end of it. That's, nothing, uh, happens. nothing happens. Nothing happens. And it's not even a charming, nothing happens hangout movie. It's like, it's very, very dry. That's uh, Winslet Diaz uh, house swapping. Uh, Law, black. Uh, a black million other, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, and I, I mean, I like Jack Black. I think he's, I, I think he's, he's charming in he's his barely role. Barely in it though. <laughs> he's that is, as as the spoiler, as the ultimate like romantic, one of the romantic leads alongside you. Like he's like he's mm. not in it. They 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 go with Winslet and the old guy quite a lot. I yeah, I, that was yeah. strange. Very and very weird not. movie. Weird movie. And uh, one thing I did enjoy about it though is it, it, the kind of watching it twenty twenty three the kind of anachronistic internet. Because mm. it's like these days that it would just be Airbnb, but whereas yeah. you know, whereas back then in two thousand five six, they're going on this weird home swapping website, which I don't mm. know if that still exists. But uh, yeah, not a fan of the holiday, but Die Hard and Krampus are uh, are of course uh, CSP faves. I tell you what, lads, I I have most streaming services these days with a couple of I don't have Apple. And I said to myself, I sat down, I got now TV on sale, even though I hate it, but it was, so I got it. And I was like, you know what I want to do? My time off from work Christmas leave. I'm like, let's catch up on 2023 films. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have almost every service you can have. Surely all of the best films from this year are on one of these. Well, they're not. Right, the, the, I was like, I was like, I was looking, it's going up all my, all my, pulling up all my letterbox pals lists. Who's watched what this year? What are the big films? And there was like shag all of them actually on a service, which is really quite mm-hmm. annoying. And I ended up settling, even you know, on um, the most recent Dungeons and Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves, starring yeah. Chris Pine and Sophia Lillis and Michelle Rodriguez. And mm-hmm. well, even though it wasn't what I set out to watch, I actually thought it was great crack altogether. I have Everyone to say, I've seen it has loved it. It is even a though, real... Even though the trailer looked like Marvel slop. It did. The trailer did it no favor. I remember I saw that trailer. I saw that trailer before watching a film that's about to be discussed on this very podcast, in fact. So I, won't say, I saw this trailer before that and I was like, that looks absolutely dire and there's zero chance I will watch it and I think the marketing did it dirty and I think very much uh, in the vein of like a, a dread I kind of watch it now on VOD and I'm like I wish I and a lot of other people went and saw that in the cinema because it's a whimsical fantasy romp that would have been right at home like in the early 2000s right there in primo mm-hmm. Harry Potter Pirates of the Caribbean Lord of the Rings territory 
Um, it it's the cast is really charming. It, it, some of the jokes are a little bit marry, but not all of them. There's there's laughs. I had some laughs. It's a Dungeons and Dragons film, so they've got their big fancy, you know, uh, fantasy worlds. Um, the action is good. You know, the CGI is mostly really good. It's got a ton of CGI, but it's not bad. On top of the CGI, there's also lots of practical effects and interesting set designs and some interesting, like, uh, you know, rubber monster characters that are like, you know, when they're talking, it's like, that's an actual physical head moving up and down and a jaw that's actually moving and not a, and not a PS2 monster. Um, yeah. So, um, one of the, one of the bigger bombs of the year, sadly, um, uh, what service is that on? That is on Paramount Plus. That is a Paramount mm. joint. It is also currently on now. Uh, yes. uh, if anyone, uh, if anyone, I, has. I, I might watch that as an intro to uh, Baldur's Gate. Yeah, they, I, I was doing the Leonardo DiCaprio gif every time they say Baldur's Gate in that film because because if anyone doesn't know, Baldur's Gate is just a big city. It's it's yeah. it's t- it's take your pick of you know it's it's the big central hub in in any of your fantasy uh, worlds. So every time they say it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I I know that. Um, I think you will like it, Paul. I think it's good. Yeah. It's good swashbuckling fun, and I think all the performances are great. I really like Chris Pine. Sophia Lillis is great. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is doing her typical Michelle Rodriguez performance, but it's good. You know, she's the, mm-hmm. the fighter, you know, the the, the character. Uh, yeah, so that is really good. That is on the old the old Paramount. Um, uh, uh, I also watched for the stream this week, for the first time since I was a child, I watched Street Fighter the movie, mm. uh, which, very similar to what I said about Mario last week, there is campy fun to be had with it, but I'm not on board enough to say, actually, it's really good. And everyone was right, unfair right. to it. And it's it's actually a very bit of oddball genius. Like, it's it's really boring and crap for the most part. <laughs> but like, you know, Raul Julia, Raul Julia is, is giving an insane performance in a, a shitty Power Rangers set. And it's very <laughs> funny when he's doing that. But um, there's a lot of, boring character standing around Jean-Claude Van Damme's performance is so bad it's good but it's still right. bad you know it's it's I mean like the opening of the film is like he's being interviewed on the news and like him and Bison are like cutting promos on each other via the news and I'm like alright there's some charm here but it's I mean it's largely rubbish um uh, similar to to what I was saying there about wanting to kind of watch some 2023 films before the year ends I, I said I'll take myself to the cinema and I pulled up the old listings, and it's like, ooh, what a pile of dirt on in the film uh, film theater at the moment. Not a lot on. So I said, purely based on how good the word of mouth is, I will go and see Wonka, even though it doesn't look like my kind of thing at all. Mm. Well, Wonka is lovely and charming and great fun altogether. And I think it's like the first thing I've like really, really enjoyed Timothy Chalamet. And I've never quite, I have not quite gotten the Timothy Chalamet thing uh, no. at all. I don't dislike him, but I've, I've never quite watched any of his performances and gone, ah, oh, yes, that's why this is one of the biggest actors in the world he's great in this uh what, what i didn't realize because i kind of when they started announcing this i was like oh god prequel legacy franchise shite like i just don't <laughs> care at all but i didn't realize it was the guy who directed the two paddington movies right yeah, okay. yeah, yeah it's paul yeah. king it's a guy with a bit of, a bit of tenure I mean, a man who knows how to make a, a heartfelt classy production and this is indeed a very heartfelt classy production lots of great songs lots of great performances all the heels are great they're pantoing it up it's the most panto film you'll see all year olivia coleman hamming it up absolutely fantastic um yeah i wonka's great wonka is genuinely really good so so leave aside your completely justified cynicism for uh plumbing the depths of every, every franchise every studio could possibly get their hands on uh and it is it is good fun it is very good fun uh yeah so there's my movies there for the week and i am i'm hopeful to go and see uh mr godzilla 
this week before uh, before he leaves cinemas because the word of mouth on that one is ridiculous. Who saw it this week? It was me, Mister Godzilla. Please, Mister Godzilla was your father. <laughs> I think it's I think it's the thirty seventh Godzilla film I've seen. Wow. Do you have a letterbox uh, list with them all in order? I do. Well, I don't. It's not Godzilla specifically. I have a kaiju list. Well, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. In- includes your uh, Ultramans, your <laughs> your Cloverfields, your Pacific Rim, your uh, Kongs. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm obviously was very excited for this. I uh, went to see it on. Uh, I didn't see Godzilla minus one on day plus one. Um, uh, very tiny screen as well. Yeah. I'd say there was maybe 50 seats in the screen. I saw it in tops, so very, very small. Um, it is, of course, the newest Toho-produced uh, Japanese Godzilla, not to be confused with the uh, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire in which they run really fast. <laughs> and do um, tank moves. Is Kong uh, not in this one, then? Uh, no. Thank, oh, thank God. Oh, I saw, I was listening to a podcast. Oh, let's not do Kong slander. Come on now. He's cool. Well, well, I was listening to a podcast in the week that was talking about that trailer. And they're saying, you know, Godzilla is like a, a fire-breathing, nuclear-enhanced giant lizard. Hmm. Kong's just a big ape, isn't he? <laughs> he doesn't really have any powers, right? He's a big... <laughs> being, being, being big is a power. What are you talking about? Yeah, Godzilla, Godzilla has closer Oh yeah, Godzilla King Kong. also has the bigness. Godzilla also has the bigness and can also do stuff. But, and, and then the he other doesn't thing have is, the monkey brain. He doesn't have the big monkey yeah. brain. Yes, but Godzilla then, is like top here, mate. That's where my power is. He doesn't have but, a love love for woman for a human woman. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Where, where is the humanity in Godzilla? Yeah. But then also in the new film, the 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 villain is just a big a big Kong as well. I actually haven't seen that new trailer. Is it just another big Kong looking thing? Yeah. And they run. You haven't you've seen the gif at least. I hope. I've seen the gif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. them doing the Batman and Robin uh, run towards the camera gimmick. Uh, yeah, having it just be a big evil Kong is annoying. I don't know what they're going to do for that next Venom movie because they've had it be two evil Venoms in a row now. Yeah. Like, right, my I, my I suggestion it. would be uh, that they cancel the production. I would say don't make uh, something else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no. Don't make Morbius. Don't make Craven. No. Stop making things, Sony. No, things Madam are Web. That's going to make look terrible. That, uh, has there ever been a more obvious bomb in the history of the motion picture than <laughs> Madame Webb? Um, anyway, enough about Godzilla running, because in this movie, he plods around slowly as he ought to, because he is a big boy, 20,000 ton, uh, very tall lizard. Um, so it is a not necessarily an origin story of sorts, but it is kind of a retelling of the original Godzilla. It, 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 it's set in the immediacy after World War II. It's, a lot of it is to do with the, the rebuilding of Japan, and a lot of the themes of the movie itself are plays on post-war. You know, you have right. your, your survivor's guilt and your PTSD and your rebuilding of the country and, uh, you know, anti- or post-imperialism America, mm. you know, feeling of, of all that stuff. Um, and then there's a big lizard not going around knocking on the buildings <laughs> and shit. <laughs> um, the human story itself, I mean, I've always felt like it's it's a bit of a um, 
an unfairness to the potential of the series and the genre as a whole to say, it's a Godzilla movie. Of course, the human story is boring nonsense, which is unfortunately true for the majority of these films, Mm. Uh, especially the older ones. Most of them, you're sitting through the boring slop to get to the bit where Godzilla fights a fucking big moth at Mm. the end of it or whatever. Um, This one, the, the human story is perfectly good i still feel like it's a little bit safe um insofar as it's a godzilla movie like i i on the other hand i'm not expecting schindler's list with a big ape in it you know um but i feel like i feel like you can push the story a little bit further than it have been it's better than your run-of-the-mill Marvel stuff, or certainly better than the Godzilla stuff historically, but it's at the same time I wanted a, li- a little tiny bit more from from it, while at the same time being better than ninety nine percent of the other ones. Um, the Godzilla stuff, like Brian Danielson, Brody King, you might be surprised to hear that all this stuff with Godzilla is fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the better portray- portrayals of Godzilla, both in terms of the look and the way he's um, involved in the story. Uh, there's a real kind of punch the air. Let's get it when when there's like the humans, you know, battling with Godzilla. I will say one thing that's not at all the fault of the movie, but is more of a personal preference of mine, is kind of what I call the Terminator effect, right? So I know Barry, you and myself are on the same wavelength here. There's people who like Terminator One, and there's people who prefer Terminator Two. I've always thought Terminator One is cooler, and mm-hmm. I also prefer Arnie as. The villain. the villain. I think that works better to me than Terminator 2 Ways Hero. There, but there are people, and they're not wrong, who will tell you that Terminator 2 is the better action movie and that Arnie as the hero works better and is makes fair, for a, a yeah. fun experience. I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. It's not my personal taste. I kind of prefer, having watched all the Godzilla movies, I kind of prefer when Godzilla is the hero. Mm. And Godzilla, and, and that that's true with the 2014 Godzilla, which I know a lot of people don't particularly like, but I, I love I like that there was an external threat and Godzilla is the the great balancer who arrives when called. They fuck up a city for the last 30 minutes of the movie and it's fucking great. And then he kills the baddie and he swims off into the sea and says, job done, I'm out of here. Of course, the original Godzilla and actually not, 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 not quite, not a lot of them, maybe three or four of the movies total. He is the central villain, hmm. which is true of the original one, Shin Godzilla most recently. And Godzilla minus uh, one, so he is the the threat. He is the he's not the villain because he doesn't really have an agenda or anything. But he is the threat that has to be solved. I kind of prefer when he's the not the hero, but I prefer when you're like rooting for him. He's like Kevin Nash, right? He's the yeah. heel that you fucking. He's a cool he's heel, some, yeah. He's a cool heel. <laughs> Big Kevin Nash. He goes about the speed of Kevin Nash anyway. Um, and this is not this is not one of those movies. This is of course Godzilla is the antagonist and so on. I kind of prefer when he's the deal. So anyway, in summary, yes, it's excellent. I would say it for, for me and because of my personal taste, it wasn't quite, it didn't quite reach the hype to which people have attributing it. But I've, I gave it like a four, four stars. Like it's, it's great. You know, it's great. You get all the, all the requisite giant lizard action you could want from one of these movies. They don't withhold Godzilla. Like again, other movies that I love that people kind of weren't happy about. But you, you, a, there's a lot of Godzilla in it. There's a lot of human, uh, the human story as well, which is, as I said, better than most. So I would give it a thumbs up. And for any Godzilla fan, go see it. And actually, what's funny is they played the trailer for Godzilla Kong 
before the movie. <laughs> so you had a direct comparison of how awful that looks and how, <laughs> yeah. how good this is. The other thing as well is what made the 2014 one good for me and what made Shin Godzilla and this one good is that they're still grounded in some kind of reality. You know, the movies are taking themselves serious in a sense. Mm. Whereas where the, the American series has gone is they're now flying around in spaceships to the center of the earth. All the characters are doing Roland Emmerich dialogue. Yeah, and and uh, what was the one that I said uh, when I saw it? Um, Doors hate us. Yeah, and, like it's it's box. They've they've completely shit the bed on already. So it's nice that you still get a look. It's a Godzilla movie. Godzilla is in the title, but it's like it's a it's a real movie that takes itself seriously and has stakes and has characters that you care for and want to survive and want to win. You know, so definitely recommend definitely recommend it i can't wait i hope i get to, I, I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised it's getting released over here you know what i mean yeah. I, on on my kaiju list it is my number four godzilla movie very nice out of very 37 healthy. so it's ranking high very healthy ranking uh joe what films have you been perusing this week a couple of films speaking of catching up on the best of uh, 2023 uh, I didn't. I watched Shazam: Fury of the Gods instead. Oh, baby, um, I was actually looking for to Barry's point. I was looking for the Flash movie because I was going to finally kind of just put that on in the background and watch yeah. the hilarity after seeing the Red Letter Media favorable uh, review. By <laughs> yeah, Jay. Yeah. Um, but that's not on now. That's gone. You now have to rent that. Uh, oh, fuck that. Fuck not, that. Pay four ninety nine to watch that shit in, in the comfort of your own home. Uh, so I put on Shazam: Fury of the Gods instead. Um, I really liked the first one. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was See. a surprisingly uh, charming and enjoyable kind of romp, funny, um, good action. Really liked the characters. Uh, this one, of course, was a, a big box office bomb. Mm. And I think there was a lot of animosity surrounding it as well, with that the main guy coming out and talking a lot oh, of shit. God, Didn't he call like, out The Rock or something? Because for the he, not being he involved. Was like, well, so yeah, there was the thing where, like, and I kind of agree, like, Rock despite the fact that Black Adam is a Shazam villain, wanted mm. no part of it. I mm. like that. That's minor league, brother. And then there was also the, oh God, he was like, because the, the early returns were terrible for it at the box office. Yeah. Like, so you, you knew it was going to be a bomb. And then he was going out there on Instagram live saying, hey guys, you know, I'm sure John Wick 4 looks really great, but like, that's a that's a long-standing franchise and you can't really take the kids to see that. So please, please go and see Shazam 2. <laughs> it was pathetic. It was it really was bad. Um, yeah, so not received well. Uh, so I did watch it. I have to say it wasn't that bad. No. Uh, it certainly certainly didn't have the charm or the kind of, yeah, the the, the storytelling of the original. Um, but it was it was your typical superhero schlock. It wasn't really any worse than all the other no. stuff out there. I just think maybe the brand isn't strong enough to support not having a good movie. Um, it's, yeah. there, there wasn't the hype. There wasn't the, the interest. It's pretty messy as well. So... Um, the main kind of villains are, are Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, who kind of play, I don't know, they're like boring, ancient, shitty villains. Sister goddesses <laughs> like, type. If you, haven't, thing. if you haven't seen this film, you're like, oh, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, it's not as interesting yeah, as it sounds. It's no. like it's not as good as you would hope those two actresses would, would be in a film like this. It's every forgettable B movie. It's just sort of you know. the usual thing. And then Rachel Ziegler as well kind of plays like the third sister. And she's, this is sort of before I think she, she really broke out yeah um so they're all kind of okay in their own way but it's a very it starts to get very complicated because then they introduce all these other elements and there's a dragon in it or something and there's all these other things going on so you kind of just lose the thread of like what what these like villains want or what they're doing or who you know it's Mm. the same stuff oh we want to destroy the world to do blah 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 blah. yeah whatever 
Um, I would say the main guy played by Zachary Le- Levi um, Levy. He's yeah. he's not good. He's really annoying as a character. Yeah. I do not like him. And the kid version of him is also not, not Very annoying, gritty. but pretty. Uh, it's just boring to me. Like he didn't have much. Whereas the the young. Uh, Adam Brody kid is very engaging and very charismatic. So they, they should have just made the film about him instead of having this other boring kid involved. Mm. Um, and then there's this whole foster family of kids and they've all turned into superheroes in the first movie, which also kind of ruins the like uh, interesting part of the story. Cause they're all, yeah. they've got like 10 different superheroes, all these different kids. So yeah, so it's just a whole big mess of all these different things going on. And then, uh, Wonder Woman does show up at the end, so they did actually get her involved. She seems to show up in, in anything now. <laughs> show up to the opening of an envelope. Yeah. She's in everything. Um, she's rubbish. Obviously, she's rubbish in her own movies. She's rubbish reading yeah. her four lines in this. You know, <laughs> it's terrible. And it, and yeah, and that's pretty much it. And then it has a very quite painful like mid credit and end credit sequence. And it's kind of like, well, first of all, I know there's not going to be another film in this franchise. I think these credit sequences feel worse than usual, but they're also just so like perfunctory and like, oh, some characters show up, but they're not interested. They're not even Blorcos. They're just, they're they're sub Blorco. They are just people from like a team. It's people, I I looked it up afterwards who they were. They're from the the John Cena Peacemaker HBO show. Yeah, Yeah, I think they're in the Suicide Squad, but they're like the office people. They're like the office people from from the the, the comms people from the Suicide Squad. They show up to recruit Shazam, it's like who like, could possibly give a fuck even if you enjoy these movies about yeah. this and I like the James Gunn suicide but like yeah. I don't I don't want to see Shazam in that just, like, just utter bollocks um, yeah so it wasn't bad but I, I, could, I would I obviously not watch it again and I wouldn't recommend you watch it really unless you really and it's like two hours twenty minutes as well it's so yeah. fucking long That's so long so, so um, Lorco is in Mortal Kombat DC, isn't it? <laughs> he was a DLC character, yeah, and he was—he was kind of busted. You can't use him online because he's way overpowered. Uh, but yeah, yeah so good. Uh, and then I also watched today Deck the Halls, which is a um, Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick film where they argue their neighbors who argue over the Christmas lights <laughs> and get into a kind of feud where they're trying to one up each other over who has the best Christmas lights. And it's kind of—it feels like it should be better than it is because Danny DeVito is always really funny. Yeah, and Matthew mm. Broderick's usually pretty good, and they've got some good supporting cast. Um, but I just think the script is very plodding, bit predictable, and not very funny. Um, so it had its moments. It wasn't too bad, but certainly not in the Christmas classic pantheon. No, um, even but it could have been with with what they had. But they, yeah, it wasn't wasn't that good. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the old. Uh... Uh, movies. The, the movies. We'll segue. We'll segue over to Telly Golf. I, we'll act, I didn't put this on the list, but Joe did remind me there. If you do want to see, if you something that I have in my Christmas pantheon with with a surly Danny DeVito, I did watch the Always Sunny Christmas special yesterday, which is mm. which is great. Uh, that is that. It's a nice counter. You know, along with Krampus, it's a nice counterbalance to the the treacly. You know, uh, Jingle All the Way, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Mm. If you want some like just absolutely just puerile Christmas nihilism, uh, uh, it's it's great. You know, Danny DeVito's character being this like father who despises his ungrateful children. So every year he finds out what they want most in the world and buys it for himself. Mm. And he's driving around in like his son's Lamborghini eating cheese its out of like his daughter's posh Louis Vuitton bag or whatever. It's great. 
it's great. That is a, that is a uh, that is a, a great Christmas special. Um, elsewhere on telly, I finished the all four of the episodes Amazon put out of uh, uh, Invincible. Uh, it's good, but uh, that is just a paltry offering. That is not even half a season. Come on, like that's just—it's not much. It's—it's—it's it's, it's good. It's four good episodes to set up the second half of the season, but I, I don't know why they did it this way. Uh, and while I was on Amazon, I just for no particular reason, I decided to start the Reacher program, mm. uh, the Tom Clancy, formerly a Tom Cruise franchise. Is that right? He was in Jack Reacher movies. Is that right? Yes. Um, so I decided to watch this. It seems really stupid in a very charming kind of way. So I'm going to stick with it. Um, uh, Reacher is this just, just insanely badass. I was in the military so I can do everything soldier man. And everyone keeps trying to fuck with him. And then he just fucks them up. And then, and then for, and then everyone else goes, oh, damn that's Reacher. And he goes, oh, don't, don't fuck with Reacher. You know, it's it's one of those just sort of very kind of, very kind of dumb, but endearingly so um, uh, 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 long-headed uh, <laughs> uh, sort of uh, crime thrillers. It's very, it's very funny. They've got the, the beefiest beef case of, cake of all time to play Reacher. I've not seen this man anything else, but he missed he his... In, um, he was in Fast X. Was he? Okay, well, he missed his calling in, in the wrestling business because he's... And everyone everyone in the show keeps... Look at this big, tall, jacked fucking He's bastard. huge. He's, he's huge. absolutely gigantic. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's very charming, I would say. I've only watched one episode. Uh, the premise is that, obviously, yeah, he's this ex-military... You know, a Jack Bauer-style guy where he has this nebulous uh, military background that just means he can d- detect when a crime is happening by the way someone twitches their nose, and also he can pull your eyes out in hand-to-hand combat at a moment's notice. Um, he goes to little Nowheresville, uh, America, to um, to learn about a jazz musician he likes, and he gets embroiled in a local conspiracy with the the crime lords. There, it seems all right. Um, uh, good dumb fun. Uh, that's also on Prime. So, uh, so yeah, uh, that's what I've been watching this week. What have you boys been watching? Um, we finished off the Crown final final season, final episodes of the Crown. Um, so after several long years, it's it's now finished. Uh, so it ends. So the, the first half of the season was Princess Diana and her death in in mm. Paris, and which I got into in a lot of kind of detail, which was very melodramatic and, and not very interesting because it's just that story's been told so many times in different films and documentaries and news and everything. It wasn't that interesting. And then the second half of the season, it it's kind of post Diana's death. It, it follows Prince William. And him kind of going to university and dealing with his mother's death and meeting Kate Middleton. Uh, none of which is that interesting, to be honest. It kind of was mm. like, well, we've got to make this <laughs> season about something. So obviously William is the natural choice as the heir to the throne. Um, but it, yeah, it, it wasn't... It, 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 at times it kind of bordered on like... I think there was like a Hallmark movie or one of those kind mm. of channels that did a... a a Wills and Harry movie that was absolutely awful or like a Harry and Meghan movie that was terrible. It kind of bordered on that at points with how like bad some of it was. Um, And it's also not particularly interesting, but that that's kind of where they decided to end it around 2002 and the queen's uh, 50 year, 50th year on the throne. And then Charles finally getting married to marrying Camilla. So it kind of wrapped up a lot of different things. I feel like it kind of, um, it sort of forced a bit of an ending onto a period where it wasn't really much of an ending. And it also didn't really focus much on, on Tony Blair as much as I thought it would, who Mm. 
with like because when they had, when Churchill was in it and when Margaret Thatcher was in it, played by Gillian Anderson, they mm. were really kind of came to the, the forefront as because they were such like influential prime ministers. Right. Whereas Blair, they didn't like there was so much to talk about there with him and they didn't they never really got into it that would have been a lot more interesting than following prince william at you know going to freshers week and getting drunk <laughs> yeah. um just a scene yeah, where tony Blair shows up to talk about being on the simpsons <laughs> and uh, yeah so it wasn't the most interesting finish but they did give me what i wanted for many years which was the uh spider-man far from home scene where the three actresses that have played the queen <laughs> all appear together in the and same scene Goblin. and go and they get together and they, yeah. Um, so they did, they did get the actresses back and that was, that was, that was good. I like that. I like uh, that kind of Doctor Who moment. So that was, that was good. And overall it was, it was a, a nice touch. I mean, it's, well, I don't know if it's nice, but like the queen's alone in a church at one point and she's been thinking a lot about, Oh, you know, I'm going to die one day. And then it shows like her coffin with the crown on Uh, top as it was at the actual funeral, which obviously we've all seen the, you know, everyone who's watching has seen the pictures of. So it was very kind of poignant of, Oh, we know Mm. her future. We know what's going to happen. So yeah, it was, it was fine. I think we'll miss it because it was a pretty good series. Although I was very skeptical at the beginning because I don't, care about the royal family and think uh, they should all just give up if they don't like it and we can have a republic um it <laughs> was an interesting um pretty interesting series really so yeah that's done one of the certainly one of the bigger successes for netflix i know that much i mean it's yeah. it's i mean i think it's it dwarfs the likes of like what are their other big hits like like on orange is the new black stuff like mm-hmm. that i mean it, it's that 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 is water cooler talk i've heard people i've heard people in the office talk about the crowd that's been mainstream you know I mean? definitely that's, yeah. that's been mainstream for sure so what they just said they just does not i mean i suppose i suppose i mean they're fairly modern if they get up to to you know um, yeah they could have gone on to i don't know I mean, I is there is there another guess, season to be had with Harry leaving? That's the like, thing. That I mean, you could have done a Harry and Meghan thing. We would that would I guess been interesting, but I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to get into current stuff. Too recent, yeah. yeah too. Oh, too sore. Ooh. Too sore. Um, too soon. Uh, yeah. So we will uh, jump over then quickly into some games here. I I I made my project for my 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 Christmas leave. I wanted to. I was going to jump back into Cyberpunk, and I was going to jump back into the Yakuza series. The Cyberpunk has completely taken over my my schedule. I've, I'm about 25 hours into Cyberpunk now, Ooh. and I, I I I'm I'm pretty confidently now in the camp of saying they not only fixed it, but it, I, I'm, like, I'm like it's good. I am really 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 enjoying uh, uh, Cyberpunk. I will say that I am doing a lot of wandering around and just doing stuff in the open world. I think, which I think was also kind of true of The Witcher. I never got super far into The Witcher, but main storyline, don't really care. There's a MacGuffin. I don't really care about any of the characters. I'm moving it along and it's not terrible or anything, but I'm not super into it. But like, once you get out of the, I think the the intro was too long. It's like six hours of like linear, you're closed off, you can't go anywhere in the city, follow this, read your tutorials, blah, blah, blah. Then it opens up, and once it opened up, and I'm just going around doing whatever, and I think it's super interesting. I think the city they've made is incredible. I think it feels good. I think it looks great. Um, you know, it's got your satisfying kind of immersive sim, build your character out the way you want type thing. Um, you know, so I'm I'm going like heavily in stealth, and I've got like you know 
for all the fancy cyberpunk weapons in the game, I'm just like using throwing knives. So I've like, I've like leveled my character up now so that like, I'm like almost guaranteed a kill with a throwing knife uh, every single time. Uh, but I did install a, a double jump in my legs, which is great. Um, so you've got like, you've got all these like this intricate skill tree that you've said, you know, like, a, like a, you know, Bethesda game you have to pick what kind of character you want to make out. But then you can also go to the surgeons and you can just, you can kind of just have the best of both worlds and kind of install like physically install stuff in your character for in exchange for money to kind of have a little bit of everything which i think is actually kind of nice um so yeah i'm kind of a double jumping sprinting stealthy man uh it's cool it is really cool and 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 i'm i'm uh i'm very pleasantly surprised with it because because um i was obviously very negative like a lot of people when it launched but uh yeah so thumbs up on that i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that uh, over the break and i may even have it done by the time we come back in the new year but we'll see Ooh. Uh, where are you at, Paul? What, are you, what, what game is tickling your fancy over the break here? Yeah, so I beat Mario RPG, as I talked about. Uh, but I didn't want to jump straight into Baldur's Gate just yet. Mm. Baldur's Gate is purchased and it's waiting for me. But I couldn't think of anything worse because I, I, I haven't finished work yet. I have another week. <laughs> uh, I don't finish until the 22nd for my mm. holidays. Then I got two weeks. I couldn't think of anything worse than being, you know, sitting here, tipping away at work. And the Xbox just going, Paul, mm-hmm. do you fancy a little go of Baldur's Gate? <laughs> so I said, okay, what I'm going to do is I can hold off. I probably won't wait until like Friday, but I'll eh, Wednesday, Thursday. I was anticipating that work is going to be super quiet. going to be dead. Then I can maybe start dipping my toe into it. Yeah. I, I anticipate the first like five hours are going to be me just like picking my character. Going, yes. <laughs> but in the meantime, I've started playing a game that I had started before, but never actually completed. Donkey Kong Country Returns, Tropical Freeze, and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so I love my Donkey Kong. I love the Super Nintendo games. I played the N64 one. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I loved it. It's certainly very different. Mm. Um, and I love the Wii and later 3DS Donkey Kong Country Returns. Love it. Uh, but I never, I, I only played, ever played the first world of Tropical Freeze. So I'm already Pam. I'm, I'm uh, at the boss at the end of World Two now. There's like six worlds. It's a relatively short game, uh, seven eight hours, but it is like difficult or more difficult than your Super Mario platformers would be. Yeah. It's not necessarily difficult to the point of a Souls game or whatever, but it's like it's like fair in its difficulty. So it never becomes frustrating either. But um, that's what I'm playing currently. I'll play that until I'll probably beat it midweek somewhere, give or take. And then start playing Baldur's Gate, and Baldur's Gate will be my main game for sitting down in front of the TV and playing. And then December twenty fifth, I'll get a little present under the tree, open it up. What's this? Super Mario Wonder. Uh, ooh, baby, cannot wait to dig into that one. But for the time being, it's it's Donkey Kong Country Returns only, and a bit of Football Manager eleven on the side. But uh, come my two weeks off, it's going to be Baldur's Gate and Mario wonder are going to be my Christmas games this year. Oh, there was just a quick problem though. The fella, they were sold out, but the fella at the shop said that, that this one here, like Super <laughs> Dave's Plunger, is actually like really great. And it's for it's for the Sega Saturn, which you have, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they changed the name of the game for some reason in, in Europe to uh, <laughs> New Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Deluxe. Ah! <laughs> it's 2D, like the one you were talking about, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to those. I mean, one thing we're we're talking about doing here as well is uh, a multiplayer 
campaign for okay. Baldur's Gate as well, which should be very different. I mean, Baldur's Gate seems to me, I haven't played it, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me a game that you could very much like start your own single player campaign and then start a multiplayer campaign and have an entirely different experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, we're thinking that's what we're going to do. Three of us here individually are going to buy the game and play ourselves, but we're thinking of starting a campaign where we get on Discord or whatever and play through it that way. I think that'd be great. That's what I've not done that, but I've, I've I know people who have and just love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, it seems by all accounts it, it gets you that tabletop feel. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Uh, which is lovely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to to you getting stuck into the old uh, Baldur's Gate. I might I might get back to it as well myself at some point. Yeah. Uh, music guff Joe which Christmas classic are you revisiting this week or not revisiting yeah so the final the final two albums of the year so I listened to both this week because I I wanted to review them on our final episode and then leave it next year will be a a fresh start so I listened to uh, Wizard who are better known for I wish it could be Christmas Christmas every day um, they did an album called Introducing Eddie and the Falcons, which I didn't realize when I listened to it, it's a kind of concept album about oh. a band called Eddie and the Falcons. And it's it's also not, I was expecting Wizard to be like 70s glam rock, like mm. kind of, you know, big sort of Slade-like kind of tunes. This is a very much like 50s kind of greaser, rock a bit rock and roll type. You know, you're in your diner drinking a milkshake with your, your honey <laughs> kind of thing. Um, right. So it was okay, but I'd be, I listened to it once, to be honest. I, I mm. didn't really have any desires to go back. It was good. I'm sure if you like that sort of thing, it, it would work for you, but not really for me. Um, and then I also listened to The Waitresses, uh, best known for their song Christmas Rapping. Bah humbug and it's too late. Da, 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 da. Um, who had a wonderful, the wonderfully titled album wasn't tomorrow wonderful. Um, now what I didn't realize that the style of all of their songs is the same as as that one where it's not really singing; it's someone speaking over <laughs> music. And again, it's quite sort of rock and rolly and quite sort of old school. Um, so I quite enjoyed the album, but I none of the songs really kind of hit or were as catchy as the um the christmas one um so it was kind of nice to kind of hear the rest of their stuff and then hear it hear those songs done in a similar style but again listen to it once and that was kind of enough for me it was you know i've learned about it i know about it that's enough thank you we're, we're done now for that album and for the year album of the week so it's been a great journey going through 50 different albums this year compared to the one that i listened to in uh, 2022 <laughs> um i've discovered some wonderful songs and i feel like it's uh, expanded my musical knowledge and, and taste quite a bit um so i think next year i'm still going to try and listen to albums but i'm just going to listen to stuff that, that i actually yeah, I actually will probably like <laughs> rather than like <laughs> listening to the back catalogue of artists that I like yeah, and yeah. maybe haven't like listened to their old albums. I might go into that rather than doing one every week. I am going to introduce a new feature. <sighs> Book of the Fortnite. <laughs> so I'm going to try and read. A different... Read the books of the new characters in Fortnite. Yes. Ah, right. You're going to read the Witcher, the Witcher so books? So you know Fortnite has comic books where you get like a free you know model on the front. I'm going to read all of that. No, I'm going to read – I was going to do Book of the Week and then I was like, who do I think I am, Chris Finch? I can't, <laughs> leave. I can't get through a book every week. That's way too much. 
book every two weeks is my okay. aim to read 20 say 25 books next year because that's another thing i don't i never make time to read because right. no the, yeah I'm very there's marvel it. snap there's telly to be watched <laughs> of all the things i can't sit marvel down and snap. read a book um yeah so that will be coming look forward to that in january when we return book of Excellent. the fortnight I'm looking forward to that. I'm gonna. I should really try and read. Well, I, I, I read a bit this year, and I, I really liked reading this year. And I'm just like mm. us damn kids and our bad attention spans. You know what I mean? We're gonna. Yeah. This podcast is gonna make you you folks read in the new year if it kills us all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, I suppose with that, that is the end of the CSP calendar year, gents. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, emailing, so on and so forth. We greatly appreciate your support. Another year down of this great cast. And, of course, a very special thank you to my co-hosts and my buddies, Joe and Paul, uh, for doing it with me. It's been a pleasure, gents, as it always is. And Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Talk to the new year. Talk to you in the new year. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.